This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. JList is always stocking the newest and hottest Nendoroid figures for the most upcoming and current anime series that are airing in Japan. Right now, you can get a pre-order of Milim or Rimuru of Nendoroids from the that time I was reincarnated as a slime anime. And right now, if you use the promo code AAA on JList.com, you'll get $10 off any purchase of $50 or more. That's AAA for use on JList.com for $10 off any purchase of $50 or more. And now it's time to start the podcast. I'm going to make a confession to you now so that you can uh, okay. be aware. So do you remember you remember Suncoast video? Suncoast video? Yeah, in the mall. They used to sell like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, so right. I would grab like several DVDs that were really low cost. You know, three or four like $5 DVDs or something just because it's... Uh, you know, voluminous, and it's easy to hide. It's easy to hide a DVD that you think is Welcome, everybody, to the 471st episode of Ant- the Animatics Anonymous podcast. I'm your host, Mitsugi, and I am joining you from a very spicy, hot Florida, but I'm sitting in my air-conditioned condo drinking an orange monster, and uh, I am pleased to introduce to you my co-host for this episode. I have the wonderful Mandy. She is in Cincinnati, and how are you, Mandy? Hello, I'm here. I'm... Whew, took a lot of painkillers, but I'm trying. Trying Whoa. my best. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Easy there. I have a head of fire today. So. Mandy is numb to our bullshit today, dude. Yeah, a little bit. Don't bring the bullshit because <laughs> she won't feel it. She won't feel it, dude. And of course, that other voice you're hearing is the very handsome Enzo back from Peru. <clears throat> He's been traveling yes. the world, making new friends. How are you? Doing great. Yeah, Peru is sick. Um, I talked about it on the Hobby Addicts if you guys are interested in listening to how that how that went for me. Um, it was awesome. Let's see family. But now I'm back. I missed you guys a lot. I was in li- I was in live chat last week for like a hot second in between like cab rides in Peru. But yeah, I'm so happy to be here. I've been feeling love. It's mm. good. It's and of good. course, uh, in addition to making you feel love, the mission of this podcast mm. is uh, to make your anime addiction worse. So we're glad of course. that you were... Oh, shit. Of course. And, uh, and, I, and I know that you were spreading that, that gospel down in South America. I was, yeah. <laughs> Where apparently every, 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 every single I was I was shaking hands, being like, "Hey, listen to my podcast." Hey, oh, like this. Escucha mi podcast, por favor. Escucha mi podcast, por favor, por favor, por favor. All over the place. He has regained his fluency. He's feeling no, his I lost oats. it already, though. I lost it already. <laughs> um, if you want to check out our website, you can do it at, at aaapodcast.com. If you go to aaapodcast.com/slash/join, you can get all of our additional content. We just recorded a hobby addicts episode where. We talked about a few things. We talked about, of course, Enzo's trip to Peru, which was uh, interesting to hear about um, a sort of an anime perspective from Latin America. Mandy Mandy kept 
kept kept us up to date with some of the stuff we had that that's been going on in Manga Club, including some very energetic recent meetings of the Manga Club on the Discord channel. <laughs> and of course, um, I went off on Game of Thrones episode three and, yeah. and um, had a little Big bit yikes. of self had some self therapy. So if you want, he wanna, let it out, fam. He let it out real good. Yeah, I needed to release that. That was yeah, it was consuming me completely. It's good. Yeah. And uh, of course, after the podcast today, we're going to be doing a hentai episode where we're going to be reviewing hentai from the from the, from the April slate, and then we're going to be picking our hentais for the month of May. So yeah. you can check us out on uh, get all of that at uh, aaapodcast.com slash join and you help the podcast out and keep us rolling. So, and uh, of course we're on Facebook and Icy Rose has been doing a fantastic job as always on all the social media. Good job, and, Icy Rose, and doing and doing some some pretty uh, effective contributions to our to our outline here as well. So you can check out his handiwork over on Twitter or on Facebook. We're pretty easy to find in both of those places, but. Um, you should also check out our Discord as well because the yeah. Discord is uh, some good stuff. Yeah, talking about social media, we all have them. I'm currently doing Do a, um, I'm currently doing a small giveaway on my Instagram. So if you go to at Enzo Badia, E N Z O B A D I A, um, there's a post there where I'm giving away a $200 Amazon gift card. The, it's really easy. Just follow me and you comment your favorite anime on that post, and that's it. There that's you it. go. I'll pick. I'll pick the winner. I think May 14th is what I said. Mandy, what are you guys doing on your next manga club? Uh, so yeah, our next manga club will be on May 15th. And if you go to our Discord we and check the pin messages under the manga club mm. um, section of the Discord, you can see the chapters and the date and the time. We are, um, I'm in Eastern uh, Standard Time, so it'll be 10 o'clock here. So whatever time it is for you. And um, we are currently reading With the Light. And yeah, so it is a drama about a woman who is a mother who is raising a child with autism. So I haven't read it yet. I don't know. um, I I actually have no idea whether or not it's good, but I've had I've heard good things from other people, though. So Mm. we'll see. I know it's I think it's won a few awards, too. I don't know. Yeah, it's if, completely new to me. If if you're a big fan of manga and you want to have a, a friendly community of people to enjoy manga with, you can head over to our Discord and check out the Manga Club. They're doing a, yeah. a, on May fifteenth is the next one at like at what what time? Ten p.m. E um EST. So whatever there time that is for you. Ten p.m. EST. Um, yeah, we just read My Brother's Husband, and we had a great, fantastic group for it. And thank you to everyone who came, because it was so much fun, and it was overwhelmingly positive. So, sure. yeah, I loved it. So on this episode, we're going to be doing, it's a bit of a Mother's Day special, uh, but we're also going to be talking about Dad as well. This was suggested by Muse on the Discord. I kind of modified it a little bit, but for the most part. So it's it's, it's really a, an episode talking about anime and, 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 and as, as it pertains to your parents, so... But um, I'm also told that my mother might call into the show at some point. Damn. Yeah. For Mama Mitsugi. Time, for the first time ever. Wow, really? Mama Mia. Really? She was on a Hobby Addicts episode. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't remember. That, I believe. I don't remember how she ended up on that episode, but Kazuo got her she on She was in there. an after party. Oh, uh, was it? I thought. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> she was somewhere. So we're also going to be doing our second round of impressions. We've got... Uh, Gunjo no Magmel, which is that anime where like the island appears out of nowhere. 
<laughs> we have Ikuhara's latest anime, Sarazan Mai. Sarazan Mai. Isekai Quartet, Shometsu Toshi, and Na- uh, Namu Amida Butsu. So we're going to be getting to all, <laughs> to all five of those. But first, we have a... Are we, are we ready to go? Are we feeling it? Dude, I'm ready as heck. Are you mm-hmm. heckin' feeling it? I'm heckin'. I'm... I'm roll. Just let's do it. Let's go. I don't even have words today. It's time for big news of the week. All right, got some good shit here. Let me have it. The official, the new era in Japan officially started. The dude, which I, I don't like their name of their era because it starts with an R, so it's very hard to say in Japanese. Lewa, lewa. You gotta say like you gotta do like the RL, lewa, the RL le, split. Lewa, so, lewa. Yeah, so I'm, I'm bad at it. The, I, I mean, honestly, you should just say Ray. Like, I don't want to say Raywa because that sounds so. Just, it's just not correct. <laughs> it's not. So yeah. It's just not correct. But, yeah. Yeah, dewa, dewa is how I would say it, but it just it, it's a lot more effort than most mm-hmm. words. But that era began because Emperor Naruhito ascended the throne on May first. And uh, 140,000 people greeted him at his uh, appearance, at his first appearance, which happened just a couple of days later, around May 3rd. 140,000 people, which is so in five hours. many people. In only five hours was how long the viewing was. Um, he said, when he ascended the throne, he said, In ascending to the throne, I swear that I will reflect deeply on the course followed by His Majesty the Emperor Emeritus, and bear in mind the path trodden by past emperors and will devote myself to self-improvement. Mm-hmm. And um, after, he sounds like a good guy. And then after uh, yeah. after his appearance, he said, I am deeply blessed and grateful for everyone here today who has offered congratulations. Not only do I pray for everyone's health and happiness, I hope that our nation can join hands with countries around the world and together make progress towards achieving world peace. Mm. Okay. Some sexy okay. stuff. Yeah, he's saying some good things. He got good things to say. Okay. Yeah. So people people are liking him. You know, he's uh, he he's the first emperor in Japan ever to to not live at during any point during a period where there was any war. He was born in 1960. Mm, that's super interesting. That's yeah. gonna bear a lot of perspective. Yeah. All he's known is peace. Um. So from since 1960, and he was educated in Oxford. So he has some his international experience. The as a, a an 84 year old Tokyo resident who was at the greeting said we said quote we've never had a bilingual imperial couple with no memory or a connection to World War II. Her name was Setsuko Okada, and she said um, or any war for that matter. Not at least not directly because of that. Because of the international relationship, he'll want to build peaceful relations with other nations. So I don't know. This is all, this is all like really good, happy shit. I liked it. Yeah, it sounds like a very, a very like good platform mentality to start your reign on. Something I I can get behind as well. I wish him the best. You know, hope it hope it works out. Hope the country backs him with these ideas. Is eighty usually the uh, like retirement age for emperors? I don't really, I actually I think they usually just go until they pass away, but That's what I thought. I thought it was kind of weird. Like the old the I'm other curious. The other emperor um was he was just not in good health. And so hmm. he's he they said he was unable to carry out his duties like effectively, so he stepped down, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, they gotcha. had a they had a big like thing about that where there was no 
actual law that allowed the emperor to just step down. He had to die, I think. So that was like an issue over the course of the last couple of years of them trying to get a law passed that would let him do that. Um, Interesting. You're never allowed to retire. Uh, that's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of weird that he stepped down, but I got you now. I just read a, a comment in the YouTube chat by Fireshot45. It says, next thing you know, top 10 anime betrayal from the Emperor. <laughs> Turns out to be a terrible person. Oh my that God. would suck. Damn. That would suck. That'd be terrible. Um, there was a two-day nationwide poll in Japan that randomly selected over 700 households. And they were asking how people felt about the new emperor and some other questions. And 82.5% of people said that they already feel affection for Naruhito. Oh, which is kind of cute. I kind of I, I want to hug him myself. Do yeah. you? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, he's probably, he's probably pretty huggable. That's a, he looks pretty huggable in that picture up there. <laughs> um, and also interestingly, you know, there's been some concern over over the stability of the Japanese succession because there's not been a, a, a very robust line in the family tree of the emperor. So right now there's there's the emperor's younger brother, Akishino, who's 53, the emperor's son, Hisahito, who is eight, who is who is 12, and the emperor's uncle, Hitachi, who's 83. So people, so they were asking some, oh. yeah. So they were asking some questions about the stability of the imperial succession line, and and almost eighty percent of people said that they would support a woman ascending the throne in the future if need be. Good, good. Because I mean, that makes the sense. only child born to Emperor Naruhito currently is their daughter a- Aiko, who is seventeen. So she is the princess, Princess Aiko. Oh, princess Aiko sounds so cool. Yeah, it's a cute name. <laughs> it's a really cute name, yeah. I used to know an Ico in like before when I was back in West Virginia. So maybe it's her, dude. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's the princess. <laughs> yeah, maybe you met the princess before Damn. she was. She traveled back in time. Yeah. Damn. She was being rebellious at the time. You know, yeah. ran away from home, ran away from came home, to built a time machine. <laughs> Yeah. Hung out with you in West Virginia. Now she was like, all right, I'm almost stuck fucking around. Except she's only 17 right now. So how old was she then? Uh, oh. so no, no, no. Here's the thing. Future her child back in time. Future. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Like, yeah. Traveled from the future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because she would have been, been like negative three years old, probably. Totally. Because listen, listen, <laughs> I'm convinced time travel is going to be invented in Japan. Like, where else? You think you know? so? Like, where else? Mm. I think so. Mm. With microwaves? Oh, yeah. And bananas. And bananas? Bananas. That's right. <laughs> In pajamas. So, I don't know. It's just good. Bananas in pajamas mm, coming down mm, the stairs. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. You know, I could use my childhood. Bananas. I would would like a banana with some peanut butter and honey on it. Okay. No. Mm. No? Well, yes, actually. That sounds good. (laughs) What? 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 Yeah, Make up though. your mind, Guys, man. So, I'm sick, okay? <laughs> let's saute the bananas in, in a pan. Get them, cook it, get them a little that caramelized. Good. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Yeah, get them, get them a little caramelized on there. We'll, we'll, we'll throw a couple slices of toast in the oven and get them a little brown on the top. And then mm-hmm. we'll and then we'll we'll get some uh we'll we'll let the bananas cook down on the skillet a little bit. Put them on the toast. Uh, and then uh, we'll stick the maybe put the butter in the skillet too or the peanut butter in the skillet too to get a little little warm. Not too warm though, because it'll burn, you know. And then we'll get, yeah. uh, so then we'll have like hot, hot, delicious like banana and peanut butter on the bread, and then we'll drizzle some honey on it. Mm. You know, like we, we as a podcast have these strategy meetings, and we always go like, how can we make these episodes not super long? 
This is why. Okay, yeah, you're right. All right, move. You know bananas and pajamas ended in 2001. Wait, really? That feels like... <laughs> that feels like... Whoa. I, thought, I, I thought it was still going. I, I love how Enzo makes a comment about how this is why we go long, and then Mandy just jumps in care. and just, just adds more kidding. to it. All right, okay, let's move Look. on to uh, Enzo. Sen- let's move on to Enzo Senpai's Notice Me Corner. Let's do it. Join us in Enzo Senpai's Notice Me Corner. Yay. Yo, 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 yo. Yo. I'm back now to do my corner thing um, where you guys can write out write to me. My God, I'm so sick. I'm so sorry for all the sniffling Enzo's noises. Enzo's back. Back. Yeah. Enzo yeah, Senpai's Notice Me Corners where you guys can write to me about something you're working on or something you've accomplished that you want us to, to read so that we can shout you out and, let, and celebrate you for the rest of this week. This one comes in from Super Salary Man. Um, saying, I will be finishing pharmacy school in May and have been applying for fellowships in health economics and outcomes research. There are about 20 fellowship positions in the U.S. and I was not having any luck. Then I heard about Enzo Senpai's Notice Me Corner and told myself that I would get one of these positions so that, so that I could write in. That burst of positivity really helped me. And now in June, I will be starting a fellowship with a large pharmaceutical company in the health economics and outcomes research department while also getting a master's degree in the same subject. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's yeah. Mm. what I'm talking about right there. That so, gift is to so, your uh, email. <laughs> so, oh you gotta man, explain it. you can't just laugh and not explain. There's more gifts. Of, so there's a so Mandy has oh made God. or someone. I guess it was it you that Chibi made Chibi Rob. This is courtesy of Chibi. Chibi Rob has been making gifts of me, and he's been doing a, a, he's been doing a very <laughs> good a job of it. And job. here's me so like fast. shaking my head and being crazy. It's it rocking stream. out. Mitz rock. Mitz rock. <laughs> All right, when you, uh, um, we, we okay, can get down to Discord. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay, sorry, Super Sally Man. I'm actually super proud of you, and that's <laughs> and you writing in saying that you hearing this segment and feeling that positive energy, and then you putting your positive energy out um, to then have it come back to you is why I wanted to do this as, as, a, as a little segment because I really believe that you know when you set your mind to doing something you put the energy out there it is reciprocated and it, it will you know universe finds a way is basically what i'm trying to get to so i'm happy that this little segment gave you the push to put your energy out there and i'm also now double happy that you are also achieving what you set out to do so congratulations man i am super proud of you so keep going and if things turn out better write in again dude thanks so much i the appreciate the power it. is yours the power is yours good job captain good job. planet he's right. he's, he's the key wait he's yeah. a hero i'm not saying the right that song uh, yeah. he's the hero gonna take pollution down to zero take pollution down to yeah. zero okay so, i yeah. make sure i got it right in my head. And, I, yeah. and i'm just happy that we could be like somewhat of a motivation it seemed like you totally used us as, you used us as, as, as a carrot to get you to the to the finish line on that goal so very proud of you so great job and again if any, of you, heck. if any of you want to submit uh submissions to enzo senpai's notice me corner you can do it via the mailbag button on the top of the website so yeah write to me friends now, i read them all People were talking about Iria, Zaram the Animation, on the Discord after I reviewed it last week. Three or four people were discussing that they were watching it. So I figured, you know what, let's do another retro dive right now. It's time to dive into the past with the retro dive. So we did Iria. Iria last week was a sci-fi show, and so we're just going to stick with that for a bit. 
and I'm going to do Last Exile, which is a show that is well known, but I love this show so much. It's also 16 years old now. It's awesome. It is awesome. So it's the Studio Gonzo Studio. Studio Gonzo production, and Gonzo has done a lot of great shit, so I didn't, I didn't have to get really far down their credit list to run into some things that people would know. They, they've, they did a season of Full Metal Panic. They did Helsing, Welcome to the NHK, Rosario Pulse Vampire. They've done a ton of things, but unfortunately, they haven't been doing well lately. They have a lot of stuff coming out in 2019, but they had a $3.6 million operating loss in 2018, so going to have to get that turned around. Last Exile is directed by Koichi Chigita, who directed Full Metal Panic, Luck and Logic, and Tokyo Babylon. So if you guys are fans of that. Another noteworthy thing about Last Exile is that Range Mirada, who's done a lot of stuff, is uh, he's rather famous. He's He did the character designs for Last Exile. That's probably worth throwing out there. Um, additionally, this anime came out in... It's an original anime, so there's no manga or anything behind it. came out in the spring of 2003... It's about Klaus and Lavi, who are vanship pilots. And a vanship is like a tiny little two-person manned airship that's, I mean, they're, I would say only about eight feet long. And they have like no, there's no like top on it. So they're, they're very like exposed. So they're wearing like goggles and stuff. And uh, very small and easy to navigate. And these two, Klaus and Lavi, they take on missions from... To like, they're like couriers, so they'll deliver letters and things generally. But they, one day they take on a mission from a vanship pilot who was who was killed, and it's got a higher difficulty rating on it than most of the missions that they're that they're accustomed to doing. So this one has like a seven, I think it's like a seven star mission, which means that it's pretty dangerous. And the mission is to deliver a girl named um, what's her name, Alvi Alvis, I think. Yeah, Alvis to deliver her to a battleship called the Silvana, and so. They they have to like find all this and then deliver her to the Silvana, and it's and they learn that a presumed evil organization called the Guild wants to capture all this, but they don't really know why um, early on in the show. But eventually, the Guild does come for all this, and a battle occurs up in the sky, in which the Silvana takes on the Guild's like battleship. And uh, at this point in the story, a Guild member named Dio, <laughs> which I. <laughs> which has like so much more significance now. Yeah. Oh, it's funny to me. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty funny because you know Joseph Jojo and yeah, it's pretty. It, Dio is like God. He's so famous now. Like everybody knows Dio. So um, Dio actually allows himself to get captured because he's fascinated by Klaus, who's the pilot of the van ship, and. Klaus has like this move called the Immelman Turn. Th- this anime takes a lot of inspiration from like prior wars, like World War II and stuff. So yeah. there's there's like flying. There's a flying technique called the Immelman Turn that they that Klaus uses, and he thinks he's this badass because he does it. And that's actually like a flying technique that's used in like real flying. So uh, Dio sees this move, and he's like, "Oh, I'm so impressed. You're really a good pilot. So I'm interested in you. So I'm gonna let me let myself be captured so I can hang out on the Silvana." And so he does. And Dio tells the Sylvanas captain that there is something called exile that exists and that the guild wants to obtain it and that he also gives some information about how to do that. So pretty interesting story. Um, You've seen this, I'm guessing, Renzo, since you talked about it. 
Yeah, I haven't seen Last Exile since forever ago, since easily like 10 years ago, like easily 10 years ago. Um, so I don't really remember anything you're saying right now. But I do remember that I loved all of the aesthetic of the show. I remember loving the characters a lot because it's a very steampunk aesthetic, right? Yes, very, yes, so very. If, if you really enjoy like seeing like gears turning and like all the mechanisms and stuff and all like the... And the way people dress are very like steampunk military. Like it's really, really on aesthetic for you. Like it's you have to watch this show then. But yeah. Yeah. So on, on, on the aesthetics, the designs were taken from historical war materials. So like the Hindenburg is the design of the Hindenburg is used in the show. There are some the last day, some ships in the show are modeled after Japanese twentieth century dreadnoughts. So mm-hmm. if you're familiar with those, and the uniforms that you're mentioning are taken. Or t- they take inspiration from from Napoleon for the uniforms. Yeah, I could see that. So um, I I didn't remember this, but the this was on G 4s Tech TV block called Anime Unleashed. And, really? Yep. And I was looking up the all the shows. You know, Anime Unleashed ran from twenty from from late two thousand two to two thousand six, and they had a damn good lineup of shows on anime oh like, man yo for these okay sorry go down the list this is a crazy list this is just a few of them by the way like if you click you can actually click on the bold text anime unleashed and you there's like the, the full list is on there so i only wrote down the big ones so yeah go ahead uh yeah so banner of the stars crest of the stars uh serial experiments lane silent mobius gungrave armitage armitage three and blue seed are like ones that that you listed out here that are like that's a yeah. good compiled thing. They also like, had lists bo- of anime. They also had Boogie Pop Phantom, Cromartie High School, Gatekeepers, uh, Jenna Shaft, um, Ma- Magical Shopping Arcade, Abenabashi, Razafon, Reader Die TV, uh, and some other things. And it's like this is I like completely a, forgot Gungrave was a thing. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is a now. this is a programming block that like I would say it rivals Toonami. Like it's that that's a solid that's a freaking solid list of shows. Except Anime Unleashed was very focused on like sci-fi and technology driven stuff because that's what tech TV was. So, um, mm. I think if you're a person who likes airship, if you like like aerial dogfighting, you're gonna love Last Night. Oh Exile. yeah, there's a oh, ton yeah. of it. There's a lot and, of it. It's a lot of the shows airship stuff. And it's and it's done way better than most shows. So, mm-hmm. also the theme song "Cloud Age Symphony" is awesome. Oh, like the dude, opening theme song is so badass. Yeah, it's super. I like that. I still remember clearly in my head how it goes because because it, yeah. it is really good. Yeah. So, Last Exile is definitely like a, a an you know an upper crust sort of show. So if if you if you're interested in a sci-fi show with some awesome airship fighting and some mil- and some World War II sort of influence, I recommend checking out uh, Last Exile. So, at least the first one, not the second season. There's like a sequel or something. I just the I second mean, season is not. It's not bad. It's not bad. But it's not the first one. It's not as good as the first one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so and that's it. That's a retro dive. Who wants to do the trivia? I've been talking too much. Um, I can do it. So our trivia, which you if you go on our website aapodcast.com, scroll down, there is a picture there, and uh, all you have to do is send in uh, what you think that picture, what anime you think that picture is from, and you can win fabulous prizes. Fabulous. And they each have a theme. This one right now, what we have occurring, uh, that we have going on right now, is etchy. So this week's answer was Aiken. Is that what it's called? Aiken, Aiken, boo, yori, I wo komete. Uh, hopefully, I spelled that. Or, I pronounced this that correctly. A, this is a tough one. 
Uh, and this week's winner was, oh, play that sweet drop. What? <laughs> Icy Rose. The man himself. Uh, we also had correct answers from Icy Rose. Well, Icy Rose won. Chibi Rob, uh, Nelly1876, uh, Golden Jedi Link, and Obscurity101. Yeah, it's really rare to only have five correct answers. So, But this was not. This was a tougher one. So I wanted to, you know, sometimes they're easy. So I wanted to throw like a nasty one in there. I haven't heard of this anime. It's really perverted. So um, <laughs> it's very strange. Okay. Uh, is how long is Echi going on for? Uh, we only have I think one more one more week of Echi. I think maybe two more okay. weeks. So we're uh, we're we're in the thick of it. I'd say <laughs> this, this anime, anime has a four point five three. This anime yeah, is yeah. ridiculous. What is not the great. fuck? Not great. <laughs> okay. And uh, we do have an intro trivia question that I've, that I've based around the holiday, which today, by the way, is Children's Day in Japan. It's also Cinco de Mayo. Very popular day. So it is. Today is May 5th, which represents... Uh, oh, I think I just gave away the answer. Which is which holiday in Japan? <laughs> Hopefully you're paying attention. <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to have Mandy's Manga Minute. Uh. We're going to talk about uh, Mother's Day, Mother's Day and fathers and anime that that might relate to your parents and uh, Mitsuki's mom might even call into the show so stay tuned stay tuned (laughs) Uh, good luck with that trivia good luck (laughs) hey everybody Mitsuki's here it's time for a hot piping dose of anime news Leading us off today, it looks like the quintessential quintuplets anime series has already been greenlit for a second season. Of course, the quintessential quintuplets is a recent anime that has that was released in January 11th and it ended on March 29th, done by Tezuka Productions. It had a 12-episode run, so this anime was on Crunchyroll, and I'm sure many of you watched it, but there has been a second season greenlit. I do not see an actual date for the second season, but I'm sure that it won't be very far off. So for those of you that are fans of that series, look forward to more of that coming up soon. Next up, one of the world's favorite hobbies associated with anime, that is Gunpla, the Gundam plastic model craze that has been about 40 years in the making, has exceeded 500 million units shipped since the initial Gunpla was shipped back in July of 1980. That is insane, and the 500 million units spans 2,000 different types of mecha designs, bringing a lot of money and success to the Bandai company. So if you're a fan of Gunpla, and if you've been a part of this for any, any span of time, be proud that you're part of something that has been pretty impressive for the anime community and the anime industry. Next up, well, the Reiwa era in Japan has begun as Emperor Naruhito has ascended the throne. And it looks like the first planned episode of this era of Crayon Shinchan is going to contain Hello Kitty also. The episode is going to air on May 10th, Hello Kitty being the popular Sanrio character, while pretty much everybody knows who, who, who Hello Kitty is. The episode is going to be titled Kitty-chan versus Booty-chan Dazo. The episode is going to have Hello Kitty encountering an impersonator named Booty-chan, and the episode is going to take place in Pudo Land, the Sanrio-themed indoor theme park. So if you're a fan of Hello Kitty or Shin-chan, they're coming together to kick off the new Reiwa era in Japan, so that's pretty cool. Next up, Super Mario Kart has made its way into the 2019 Video Game Hall of Fame. For those of you that didn't know there was a Video Game Hall of Fame, they do induct games every year into this sort of prestigious category. 
the other games that made it into the, category, the, the Hall of Fame this year were Colossal Cave Adventure from 1976, Microsoft Windows' Solitaire from 1990, Mortal Kombat from 1992, and of course the aforementioned Mario Kart from 1992 as well. So if you're a fan of video games and you want to check out the different titles that have made it into this Hall of Fame in the past, go check out their listing and see all the games that are involved. I will say that both Tomb Raider and Final Fantasy VII made it into the Hall of Fame last year. This is Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now, time to get back to the podcast. Hey, addicts. Podcasting is hard. It takes a lot of work, dedication, time, and money to keep the show running the way we want for all of you wacky anime addicts out there. But even more than all this, it helps to have support from you, the listeners, so we feel the love, but also so we can keep the lights on. If you've been enjoying the podcast and want to support the show, you can head over to aaapodcast.com slash join or Patreon to throw us a couple of dollars. A little bit goes a long way and we'll reward you with our extra content, eight additional episodes of After Parties, Hobby Addicts, and of course, Hentai episodes per month. With all this money, we can buy me a pizza. We can make sure Manny never runs out of manga. I can finally buy that pompadour I've always wanted. And I can dig the anime pit of hell just a little bit deeper. Help us stay in business, and we'll help your ear holes with tons of extra content to enjoy. Head over to aaapodcast.com slash join now to support the podcast. And thank you. Hey, this is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto Uzumaki, and I am an anime addict. Use your Rasengan! You know me? Of course! <laughs> Welcome back. You handsome, Hello. sexy anime addicts. Oof. To the podcast. Today is May 5th, which represents what holiday in Japan? It represents Children's Day. Children's Day. <laughs> children's Day. I gave away the answer. I only told you before the question. <laughs> I, I did that thing where I scrolled really far up without meaning to on the uh, document. I was like, ah, oh, shit, I lost my place. So you, you, you might have known that it was Children's Day, but did you know that Children's Day is the final celebration of Golden Week, mm. which by the way, for those of you that are listening live, they're having a nice Golden Week sale on PlayStation Network, and I bought two mm. games already, and I'm maybe going to buy a third game after the podcast is over. Um, it is a day set aside to respect children's personalities and celebrate their happiness, des- uh, designated a national holiday by the Japanese government in 1948. So, see, I gave you a little extra there. How do you like that? Nice. Hmm. Super nice. And now Mandy is going to give you a little, a little bit of extra with a little trip to the Manga Minute. Are you ready, Mandy? To the Manga Land? Manga Land. <laughs> manga Land. Yeah. 
And now, let's take a minute for the Manga Minute with Mandy. If I just sit here long enough, can I just listen to the, this Natsume music all night? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. I'll, I'll play on loop. Do, I'll play on loop for 20 for minutes. Oh, yes. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> this is Mandy's Manga Minute, where I take a minute to tell you about a manga to help you find something new to read. And this one, um, I chose a kind of, kind of a theme for our Mother's Day episode. It is called All My Darling Daughters. Uh, Yukiko, <laughs> a salary woman in her 30s, still lives with her mother, Mari, but their relationship suffers a sudden change when Mari announces that she's getting remarried to an ex-host and aspiring actor who's younger than Yukiko. Yukiko, convinced he's out to fleece her mom, can't stand to stay in the house and decides to move in with her boyfriend. Um, All My Darling Daughters is a drama featuring uh, interlocking short stories between uh, different women. It is written and illustrated by Fumi Yoshinaga. It's a single volume and available in English. And... While the manga is called My Darling Daughters, it doesn't just focus on this one family. Like she, like she only um, has one daughter, the mother in the first story. So it's not just about her. And uh, but each chapter switches focus to a different woman and their experiences, trying to make their decisions in life and overcoming constraints created by like the expect expectations of others. And from like, for example, so like there's a woman who is dealing with her mother marrying a man who's much younger than her, the first one. Then there goes to like a woman who is just interested in sex and finding like more than finding a relationship. And then there's a different woman who is seeking an arranged marriage, but just can't seem to find or agree on any of her um, potential husbands. And it's a very mature manga. Uh, not so much so that there's anything, you know, you know, suspected it like, <laughs> like there's no sex or anything, but what? um, <laughs> I mean, like there's no like like you know, rated R material, but um, it is a very mature manga, and it has some very interesting conversations and interactions. I think the only downfall is some of the character designs. They there are some characters who are a little bit hard to distinguish between. Uh, but the series is short, and I thought it was a very pleasant read. And um, it really makes you think about how much your mother really shapes your life and the decisions you make in it. Okay. I'm glad you picked a mother-themed manga. Yeah. Of course, of course yeah. you know one. It is mother-themed. I don't know if it's something that I'd pick up and buy for your mother. <laughs> I don't think that's true. But, yeah. It is a sweet story about, um, well, not, I guess sweet's the wrong word. It's a very interesting story about how much your mother affects your life. And speaking of that, oh man, this, this episode will come out on Wednesday. It, it should come out on Wednesday the 8th, which is just a few days before Mother's Day. So if the, those of you that haven't bought flowers yet or done your, your motherly thing, you know, you for, you should uh, do nice things for your mom on Mother's Day. Take her to lunch, get some flowers, you know, tell her you love her, something nice. And uh, so this episode, <laughs> since it's coming out right before that, we are going to get you all geared up for Mother's Day by talking about anime for your mom and dad. But I'm yeah. but I, I I hope this topic we can have like a sort of a bend towards mothers. So I thought we could start off by taking a moment to thank all the moms for Mother's Day. Because, as as Manny Rob, has just said, they're very important. Yeah, Rob just said no bits means it's safe for work. Look, my head is on fire. I couldn't think of that. 
<laughs> when I was trying to explain why I wouldn't buy it for your mom. <laughs> so, yeah. So mo- moms are the best, for sure. They are. Moms are pretty cool. Yeah, pretty and my cool. mom has been very influential in developing me as an anime addict throughout my life. So, um, and hopefully we'll have her on, and she'll maybe tell him an embarrassing story or two. You never know. Mm. In a little bit. But, um... Memories of mom and dad related to anime. I don't know if I don't know if any of you have parents that have sort of dabbled or, or you know, shown interest in your hobbies of, of loving anime, but do either of you no. have any sorts of stories to share <laughs> regarding this? My mom would never watch an anime. Really? <laughs> I have tried. I have tried so hard. Uh like I have watched them at her house, and uh, sometimes when I go over there, like with my sister, we'd sit down and watch something, and she always comes in. She's like, "Oh, not this stuff again, please." <laughs> <laughs> so that's no, so it's never happening with me. <laughs> that's so interesting, though, because your mom plays video games. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't like any of the uh, anything that has an anime art style to it. She likes Tomb really? Raider. Yeah, she likes like puzzle games. Tomb Raider, but she doesn't like anything. I don't think anything that has like an anime art hmm. style to it. Speaking of anime, there's I've... something in her where she sees anime. It's automatically that's for kids. I don't know. Speaking of anime, there are they are having a uh, a Golden Week sale on PlayStation Network, and there's a <laughs> ton of anime games available on the place on the. Uh, did I say that already? On the place on the yeah, sale. Yeah, I think so. So, you, uh, yeah. you, you said the first half of that already. The second half, you did not yeah. say. There are a lot of anime games on that sale. There's probably like 100 games. So, yeah, until like the 7th, I think. For sure. Oh, yeah. So, um, how about you, Enzo? Any mom or, uh, any mom or nothing, dad related anime memories? Nothing Nothing where like my mom and dad like, you know, sat down and like, you know, they put on like an anime for me to watch or anything. But they, my mom has always been... She's always been the type of mother that that's like, hey, listen, like, here's the deal, son. Like, you can do whatever you want, but this is also what we would like for you to do in return. Like, she's, that's, that's that kind of. She's very practical with me. She said she's never been like super overbearing or anything. Just very practical, like very, very matter of fact, very just like you know, understanding. So with that, like, she would always notice that I was watching anime, and you know, so for example, when I was a kid watching Pokemon. I really liked Pokemon. So one day she came home and she had bought me the Pokemon original soundtrack, right? Just, just because she was like, hey, like, I know you like this thing. Uh, you did really, like, you've been doing really good in school lately, whatever. Like, I bought you this CD from, like, because I saw it on the shelf at, like, Walmart or something. And just like that, right? So it, she was never, uh-huh. like, she was never anti-anime ever. Um, she was only ever, she was only ever, like, anti-anime whenever, like, I was getting called to dinner. I have very vivid memories of me in, when we still lived in the... We still lived in the Bronx, maybe, or like one of the first year, like the first year of me living in Long Island, maybe, uh, of them calling me to dinner and then me being like, no, 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 I gotta, I, I want to finish this episode, I want to finish this episode of like, I think I was watching like Bleach or something at the time. Oh, of was, course, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was, was watching Naruto. Yeah, I was watching Bleach. Oh, yeah, I was one. It was like Naruto or, or Bleach. Or I was probably actually still watching One Piece back then. Um, and me and then being like and my mom without even coming into the into the room would be like stop watching that japanese shit and come eat dinner i'm like oh my god mom um yeah <laughs> the that's japanese the only shit yeah that's the only time ever that she would be like remotely anti the hobby but aside from oh, that like my yeah. mom is always chinese shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was always so, my mom because so she didn't fucked. understand the difference <laughs> 
so <laughs> fucked. Um, um, but yeah, so like she was never anti. She was just a bit. Um, she will, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I keep saying that in circles. My brain is also like melting right now. But yeah, why, like is, your, she, why is your brain melting? No, because I'm just a little. I'm like a little under the weather, and then also allergies are making my nose stuffy, like in real time. So it's like becoming difficult to breathe and talk at the same time, which is a crazy feeling. But uh, I but, yeah, I remember I uh, taped all of Card Captors on to VHSs. I would set it to. Um, I think I was in. I don't remember how old I was at the time. And it was, I can't remember if I was in middle school or if I just started high school. I can't remember. But I, when I went to school, I would set it to tape. And because I had to leave early for or- orchestra before uh, classes started, I had, like, you know, orchestra was before actual classes started. I think that was around the time card captors came on, if I remember correctly. But I, either way, I would always set it to tape. And then I had them all on VHSs. And then my mom, one day, I went to watch it, and she taped over them with all of her soap operas. Get Rex, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> taped over so- all my card captors. Can't Rex, you dude. get your own tapes, Mom? Yeah, I don't know, right? That she probably sucks. still has them down in her basement. I bet you anything she does. Wow. That really sucks. <laughs> um... I've told this story before on the podcast, but maybe not for a while. My uh, The blockbuster near our house had a lot of anime stuff in it, and I would rent from time to time. And I, and, I, and I actually discovered some of my favorite shows that I've ever watched from that blockbuster, you know, just by picking random things. And one of the things I picked, of course, was Ninja Scroll back in the day. <laughs> and, you know, you don't really think much about it, you know. Oh, I mean, Ninja it has Scroll, a cool whatever. name, you know. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm probably like, 13 and uh, I, I just remember that i was watching that in the living room one day you know real nonchalantly because like i don't really know anything about ninja scroll or you know really anime in general because this is really young in my time and i remember my mom facilitated the ninja scroll ob- obtaining that because you know she was at the blockbuster and she rented it and she was watching it with me and I just remember the scenes where the giant rock monster guy just rips off the dude's arms and he's drinking the blood out of his arm and right in the beginning of the movie. And then that same rock monster kidnaps the ninja woman and takes her back to his little hut. And, you know, of course, you know, you know, he's like sexually assaulting her or whatever, you know, as Ninja Scroll is like to do. And just, like, just intense violence and sexually objectifiable, like, scenes. And I remember my mother was sitting there watching it, and she said, and she's probably listening to this right now, and she may comment on this in a few minutes, but she said, I'm a terrible mother. <laughs> I just remember thinking, remembering her saying that. I was just like, because <laughs> watching... What have I done? <laughs> watching a guy drink blood out of another guy's arm stump. It's <laughs> so fucked up. Oh, oh my God. There's a lot of stories. I feel like there's a lot of stories. Um, there was a yeah. um, my, my was mom young. was uh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I have a I have a I didn't I didn't have a blockbuster near me in the Bronx, but or even on Long, on Long Island even, but uh, I did have a I did have libraries like huge libraries in both locations where I lived when I was younger, and. Because again, like my mom, you know, she would, we would go get stuff. We would, we didn't have a printer for the longest time. I never understood why we never got a printer, by the way. Mom, if you're listening out here, like, why didn't we have a printer the whole time? Because if it was, because by now the printer would be totally obsolete. 
Well, yeah, but this is not that's not how you thought in the moment. Like we had that's everything true. else. I don't know why that's we true. whatever. Anyway, whatever. We dealt with that and we, we used to go to the library to print stuff out. Um and one day these I realized that these libraries had anime sections. Like they were in the it was like a little narrow little bookshelf, like in the DVD section. Just like a really like tiny little sliver of the thing was anime. And my mom would be like, yo, I'm going to the library. Do you want to come? And by that, she meant, like, do you want to come so I can, like, so we can get you to use your library card or rent out some anime DVDs? So, like, she did she did facilitate my addiction. Go, mom. Lot. Yeah, for by just knowing that I always wanted to go to the library because I wanted to, well, check books out, yes. But I also always picked out, like, one or two DVDs from the library, too. Not not That's the best cool. selection though. I remember watching. I think we had like uh, this like it was like this. They had a lot of like they had surprisingly a lot of etchy was on there. In the library? Enough. Yeah, dude, it was so strange. What? A lot of like weird etchy was on there. Dude, you think they even uh, knew what they had or are they? No, just they had no. I I look back now and I'm just like, there's no way they knew what they were picking. Like, they must have saw I, one one of the anime. I forgot what it's called, but it's like these like. Uh, these like lady space pirates, but it's like an etchy anime. I forgot what it's called. The bodacious uh, space pirates, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yes, that's, not, that's pretty. That, that's not that old though. That shows like that show didn't come out that long ago. No, then it's something else. But it, it it was it was space pirates and it was etchy for sure, and it was girls for sure. Like it was for sure that, and they probably bought it because the cover looked like a like it was the cover was like pink and stuff or whatever, and yeah. But it was definitely a little bit etchy. Like this definitely should not be in like a kids can get this section but whatever it was um i remember when i was little my mom brought home ghibli movies you know because disney was sick yeah man i mean disney was licensing them and it was just one of those things where and and, and like you know unlike ninja scroll my neighbor told to kiki's delivery service which were i think the first two anime i probably ever watched were actually great for kids and i and i encourage all my coworkers that have kids i'm like I'm like yeah you know all this disney stuff but do you know my neighbor totoro because like kids love that shit and i remember every time we'd watch a horror movie when i was young we'd always have to watch a uh watch totoro afterwards because i you know because you're not going to fall asleep after you watch some horror movie that you shouldn't be watching when you're like eight years old so mm-hmm yeah, it was just a cute, it, it, it was a cute time, a simpler time, I think. And of course, um, Netflix was big for me on anime viewing, even back when I was young. You know, because Netflix has actually been around for like roughly for, 20 for, years. For forever, yeah. Yeah, like 20 years now. So it was just that back in the day, you would get, you would have the very inefficient process of, net, you would get three DVDs in the mail, you'd watch them and send them back to Netflix, and then Netflix would send you the next three in your queue. So there was a point in time where I had hundreds of anime in my queue, and I would just get these discs and send them back, you know, and you know, and you're like a you're like 14 or whatever, you don't really have money to be really using for the most part. So you know, having parents that are facilitating those types of things is always like really important. I think Netflix was actually like really influential in getting me, um, you know, into my anime addiction, so to speak. So. Um, anything else from you guys on like the the memories front as far as uh, the parents are concerned? No, not really. Like, yeah, like I said, like my mom definitely supported little my my interests and stuff, but she was never like, 
like no let's put you let's like let's like put you in an anime club let's put you in a in a thing or like let me bring you like these four dvds that i really like she was just like here i'll bring you to the place but you do your thing cool and then she would bring me home <laughs> and, and, and 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 i really need to thank my mother and my and my dad never really knew what the hell was going on. He never even he, he could he could never even understand why Goku had like yellow stuff around him. You know, he's like, "What is that yellow stuff?" I'm like, "It's his energy. It's his aura. It's, it's his fucking key, Dad. It's his key. He's like key. Stupid. It's his key. What? Stupid. Why are they always screaming? You know, I'm, they he never he he was never really against anime, but he never was. You know, he could never suspend disbelief. Sounds like it. He was yeah. He was never really one to watch it. I think maybe I got him to watch. I don't know a Ghibli movie here and there maybe, but like yeah, he was never really into it. But um, I gotta I gotta thank my mother because she knew what was going on. I gotta I gotta really thank her for being accepting of anime, you know, as something that was more than tentacle porn, so or what have you, you know, because that's that's generally the the lowest common denominator knowledge of anime is that it's just you know full of porn and things like that. So although I think that's changing now, it's full of little kids like powering up and screaming because everybody's watching like, yeah. My Hero Academia. And, yeah, which I'll, but I'll, I'll take that over the other stereotype for sure. Would you really? Well, uh, you know, kids like, you know, trying to be superheroes over like the stereotype of like, oh, anime is a whole bunch of like superhero shit over anime is tentacle porn. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take okay. that any day. Okay. Yeah. Right, I was just checking. <laughs> I just want to make sure that you yes. really. Do you, do you, all right. So um, moving into the next section, do you guys have any sorts of anime that you think would be great suggestions to, sh- to share with your mom and dad? Totally. Uh, the immediate answer I had was Sweetness and Lightning. Um, oh my god, what a good one. Yeah, because that one, man, whew, that one's so cute. Um, I guess a quick reminder off the top of my head here. Sweetness and Lightning is an, is an anime where it's a single father raising his daughter and he is learning to cook for his daughter. And um, yeah, I mean, it doesn't really get more parental (laughs) yeah no shit it's pretty parental parental there yeah uh that's 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 like the immediate first one i had when i when when i read the question that's a really i don't know if i'm gonna be able to top that that's that's really good yeah it's really sweet yeah get it but yeah it's sweet yeah when i when i when i thought parents the first thing i thought of was clonade but then i realized yeah so did i pretty much everybody in clonade so that's like second for me Mm -hmm. it doesn't end very happily nope (laughs) so so maybe that's not the best, the best yeah. choice for your for your father. There are some pretty cool like sports shows that I think your dad might like. You know, I'm like leaning on a, stere- on a stereotype that your dad likes sports, but you know, One Out's a pretty cool show that's kind of like about baseball and gambling. And I'm very biased, but lately I think a good as any would be a decent one for your dad because it's very not fantasy. You don't have to. You know, you don't have to be in on the, like, you don't have to have any context of anime knowledge at all. Like, you don't have to know about Japan. You don't have to know about, like, you know, shonen tropes or whatever. It's just very much like this, this is a show about base, like about baseball, of course. So um, I feel like a dad that likes baseball would, might like, or just sports in general, might like something like that. So, Mandy? No, I, I agree with you. Um... One that came to mind, I was trying to think of something that, you know, wasn't the, um, you know, something that wasn't always talked about. There is a movie called uh, Letter to Momo that I think mm. would be a good one to watch with your mom. And it's about this uh, little girl, Momo, and she, her father passed away um, and her mother decides to move with her 
to from Tokyo to like a remote island. And then Momo discovers a letter that was from her father. And she ends up being able to see yokai. And there are these uh, like three yokai that she ends up interacting with and they she's terrified of them she thinks they're gonna they're like out to eat her and so it's about uh, like their reason their purpose for being there and her and her mom trying to reconnect with each other and deal with the um past trauma of you know losing uh, her father and figuring out what the letter was all about you know it's surprisingly difficult to think of anime that are about parents it's in, if you think about it, yeah, yeah. I, and, and I, I think, I, <clears throat> sorry, go ahead. Wolf and we, Child. Yeah, I was about to say Wolf and oh, Child. Oh my goodness! Yeah. There's Wolf and there's that one, and there's also the recent Mirai. Wait, did I say Wolf and Child? You did <laughs> say Wolf and Child, but I, I'm we, sorry, we, Wolf we, Children. We, <laughs> wolf Children. We got what you we got what you meant. I'm so um, sorry. And um, Wolf Children. That's but, a great uh, one. Yeah, Wolf Children is great. I also think Mirai could be something to watch with your parents too. Oh, man, um, Lone Wolf and Cub is yeah. killing me. I can never get that manga out of my head. Uh, dude, you've been, it's been it's been in our in conversations so often. <laughs> Every manga club ends with a discussion on Wolf and Cub. It's very, but it's just like it's very tough because a lot of anime intentionally sort of remove the parents from it. Yeah, because they would like so much, so many anime premise premises 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 whatever um would be garbo with parents in the mix you know like yeah there's so many anime where the kids can just like the 14 year olds run around japan doing whatever the fuck they wanted like had a parent just been like no you can't do it boom anime over <laughs> you know so a lot of stories just remove the parents because it's easier that way but um Icy wants me to say his comment he said um cram also did a commentary uh, track for a letter to Bomo on his old popcorn poops podcast. Popcorn poops, poops. So I guess you can check that out if you want to listen to Cram talk about it. I don't know anything. That's just what Icy told me. Doesn't um, <laughs> doesn't Badakamon have some like parental sort of in- inspiration as well? Doesn't the a little bit? The it's, mon- it has like parental meme. like it's like a parallel, but he's not really a parent. He's not really a yeah. dad, right? Yeah, he's like a, he just like takes care of that girl through through calligraphy or whatever. They're more just friends. Yeah. The um, I know that my mother really liked um, the Borrowers Arietti. She really liked that as a as a Ghibli movie, so she went and saw that in theaters. I think so. She liked that. Um, we we watched Five Centimeters Per Second, and that's kind of see. I I almost think it's best to like stick to anime that's a little shorter because it's. I think it's going to be tougher to get your parents to sit to sit down and watch something that's like fifty episodes. So I I almost sort of wonder if like movies are better. So like Wolf Children's an awesome pick. You know, sweetness and lightning is not very long. So, like something like five five centimeters per second that runs as like as like a one hour movie, it's kind of like a, a really solid pick. Not not only because it's a really good movie, but it's beautiful and is you know is it's relatable in some ways. You know, there's some like real life stuff in there, and it has a has a shorter runtime. You know, it's going to be a lot easier for somebody that's not really familiar with anime to digest as opposed to, you know, like. My Hero Academia or something, because it's just, you know, you have to be sort of in the shonen sort of mindset and, you know, be aware of all that stuff. So that's kind of how I, uh, that's kind of how I feel I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. For sure. Um, There is also Poco's Udon World. That one, the guy in it um, finds a little Tanuki child. And that one, 
I, kind of similar to Barakamon in a little bit, but this one he actually like adopts the child instead of just you know being like a neighborly friend to him. Did you say Udon World? Yeah, Poco's Udon World. I'm getting hungry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, the eccentric family. That one. The entire thing is all about the family. Oh right. Yeah. So that was fantastic. Uh, show. I absolutely love that show. There are some. That's about an entire family of Tanuki and how they live do they play it's really with, sweet do they play with their nut sacks no they don't there's there's no nut sacks in that <laughs> what the hell but they do turn they uh, oh man never mind this is a spoiler they do turn into some crazy stuff though <laughs> because tanuki are shapeshifters right yeah <laughs> yeah that's like the the lore of it actually I I, yeah. I I i like to think that tanuki didn't actually go extinct in japan they just all transformed into we random saw things. one Oh, we definitely saw that. Didn't that, that, you were there. That was a tanuki. That shit looked like a tanuki. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think so. He, he went down into the gutter on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was trying to get my pic, get my phone out so I could take a picture of it, but it ran away too fast. Oh, that he, thing was massive. He was big. It was too massive to be anything but a tanuki. <laughs> he was big, big, fat, big, fat, little waddly, little fluffy hips on him. Yeah. He was, go- yeah. He was gone in a flash, though. Too, too fast. I think Mason was with us, too. He might have been. I yeah. remember. Yeah, there was a small group of us. All right, so I'm going to dial my mother into the podcast for the first time ever. Do it. And I want to say, we are using very shaky technology here to make this happen. So <laughs> I really hope that this works. And um, hopefully my mother doesn't like freak out because I'm calling her. So I'm going to, let's see. And um, I should note that um, she will be able to hear nothing you guys say. But sh- to you, oh. to you, she is the same as a drop uh, from my soundboard because I am using the same input to play her in as I would the soundboard. So, gotcha. So the only thing we can do, we, we do not have the technology to make this possible. She could probably hear us from the YouTube channel, but we'll be really delayed. Yeah. That's, that is true. Because <laughs> she is watching. Oh, I'm sure she is. So She's uh, always watching. She's the best. Yeah. Well, she's, yeah. Sometimes she's hearing things that she shouldn't. So. <laughs> Hello. Hey. Oh, she has such a sweet Hi. voice. Hi. Happy early Mother's Day. Thank you. I love so you. Sweet. I, I love you. I love you too. Welcome to the you podcast. Sound really far away. Would you like to welcome to the podcast? Would you like to share some some uh, some memories about me and and my brother from when we grew up with anime? I know you must have like a lot of stories about us growing up. And then I have a confession I'm going to make for you. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Yeah, I do. You're going to make that first or afterwards? Afterwards. Okay. I can't wait. I love all your confessions years later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, what kind of memories do you want? I remember that, well, other than you were watching Totoro, my neighbor Totoro, when you were about five mm-hmm. and getting hooked on it, when you went to school, um, Dragon Ball Z was one of your favorites, and it would come on during school hours. So I don't know if you remember or not, but I would tape it for you every day so you could watch it when oh you got home from school. You're so cute. Yeah. It came on at about 2 o'clock, and you'd always say when you got out of the car, don't forget to tape Dragon Ball Z. And of course, I wouldn't. That I always just planned my day around making sure I got to tape that or your Aww. heart would have been broken. That's so motherly. I, <laughs> what, 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 what were they thinking putting putting Dragon Ball Z on at 2 o'clock? That's, 
I don't know. That that, that I, for sure should be on at like four thirty after kids are home, don't you think? Oh my god! Absolutely. Hmm. You guys got to watch it anyway. I mean, you watched a lot of anime. Um, one of your favorites was Inuyasha, which you have actually capitalized on, if you recall. Maybe I shouldn't mention that. Yeah, do you do you remember how you facilitated me um, running a piracy ring out of my bedroom for like a couple for like six months? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't facilitate. You did that all on your own. <laughs> I mean, you had the vehicle which drove to the to the to the post office, well, so yeah, you were an accomplice. That's true. Oh, I was shit. kind of an accomplice. The guys up at the mail center got a kick. They didn't tell you though that it was illegal. They just Oh, kind of well, laughed about it. They're making money, so they didn't care. But you made that summer, as I recall, you made a little over two thousand bucks pirating. Oh, mo- oh boy! It just became a felony. We're <laughs> going to jail. <laughs> oh no! You would you would go down at midnight and set the tape when it came on because it was on really late. Yeah. And then you would edit. Yeah. Take all the commercials out and all that stuff. I mean, you made some really good. It's true. Pirated taste for people. It's and it true. got to the point where you couldn't you couldn't keep up with the demand, so you just quit doing it because it was getting completely out of hand. Um, but then I I also remember our mm-hmm. marathons where we'd all it'd be a rainy day and we'd sit in the dark TV room and just watch anime all day. And your dad would walk through and he'd say, "Are you still watching this?" <laughs> he just couldn't <laughs> understand how he couldn't understand how I would sit there and watch it with you guys. I remember we watched we watched all eight hours of Chobits all at once. The whole thing. Oh, yeah. Well, we watched <laughs> Monster almost back to back, too. You did sit through the majority of Monster, if not all of it, and that's really long. So kudos to you yeah. for sure. I really yeah. liked it. I wish I'd, yeah. I may go back and watch it again to you watch know, the ending. I, I think Dad really would have liked Monster because it was very... Um, like dark and mature and a lot a little easier to understand so so he would have cried at some some animes would have made him cry because he was no softy what what anime do you think would have made my dad cry what do you think for sure grave of the fireflies yeah everyone Um, cries to that one though everybody does cry i don't know what all he would have there were a lot of them like um my Lion April, he might have cried at the end of that. Um, Air, Air was ex- extremely. Yeah. We cried. We all cried at the end of that. Yeah. I, some, you know, I think some of us, if he got into the characters and everything, he would. I mean, he cried easily. So. I'm gonna make a confession to you now, so that you can um, okay. be aware. So, do you remember? Do you remember Suncoast video? Do you remember what? Suncoast video. In the, Suncoast in the, video? Yeah, in the mall. They used to sell like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, so right. so there was a time at Suncoast video where like... I That were... I, I would grab like several DVDs that were really low cost so that I could have like a stack, like a small stack of them. Like, you know, three or four like $5 DVDs or something just because it's, uh, you know, voluminous. And it's easy to hide. It's easy to hide a DVD that you think is anime porn in a stack of DVDs 
than it would be just to hand you one DVD that would you would look at and say, well, this girl on the front of this DVD is extremely hot and she's mostly undressed and oh, it says it's rated R on the back of it. So there was a so there was a there was a an anime DVD that I bought that that I sort of tricked you into buying once by hiding it in a stack of other of other DVDs that I didn't care about called Sakura Diaries and it ended up being about a the, the the girl on the front was impossibly hot. I mean, it was it was for it, to a to a sixteen year old boy, it was for sure pornography, and <laughs> but much to my dismay, actually wasn't pornography at all, and it was the biggest letdown ever when I was up in my bedroom secretly consuming the contraband <laughs> via the DVD VHS c- combo TV that was up there. Only to f- or whatever it was, only to find that it wasn't actually porn. But you actually purchased a intent an intent laden porno DVD for me at Senko's <laughs> video and never knew. Do you? So how do you feel about that? Rated R wasn't really porn. Well, they don't really I rate mean, anime R. It was rated seventeen plus, I think. Oh, yeah. well. I, I don't know what, what to say about do? that because it's already over and done with. So what can you do? What can I say? You, you fooled me. So I'm only it was easy to do back then. I'm only going to keep you for a couple more minutes, maybe like one one okay. one minute more, maybe. But I just want to ask you what what your what what do you think your what is mom's favorite anime that you watched? Well, I think you know the answer to that one. Um, there were a lot of animes that I really love. But nothing has my heart like my neighbor Totoro. Okay. That's just, I still watch it occasionally just because I want to feel good. And as you said, we used to watch scary movies, and then your friends would come in and say to me, Could we put Totoro on? <laughs> and you then were going to be able to sleep after watching uh. Nightmare on Elm Street or something that you wanted to watch because you loved horror movies. As a. As Totoro- a mo- as a mom, can you yeah. recommend an anime for all the moms and dads out there? For all the moms and dads, um, you know, any of the Ghibli studios, but I think of the Ghibli studio, there are two of them. One of them, the reason I would pick would be because it, it's so, um, it will connect on such an emotional level, and it shows that anime is not just a cartoon, but that it has real substance and has historical background, and that would be Grave of the Fireflies. Let's go, Mom. Even though it's extremely sad. Speaking it, of the truth you know, it here. Doesn't, it, it would show the, the parents that it's not all, you know, panties and great, you know, schoolgirls <laughs> running around screaming and carrying on and stuff like that. And, but also spirit, <laughs> Spirited Away, I think, too, would be another good one because <clears throat> um, besides just being gorgeous graphically, um, it has a lot of, it's very sophisticated. It has a lot of deep messages about, you know, not consumption and finding your identity. And um, it's deeper than a lot of them. But I would say, <clears throat> if you really wanted to grab them, I would show them Grave of the Fireflies. Um, and then I'd go back and show them. Actually, Totoro would have been one of my picks, too, but I already picked that as my favorite. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I had showed that to friends, and they couldn't believe how much they loved it because they didn't even know what anime was. So, And the music, everything. 
from that is just compelling. All so right. Those, those would be my picks. Well, thank you for coming on Thanks the podcast and happy Mother's Day. I love, Anytime. I love you. Thanks. I love you too. I love all of you guys. All right. <laughs> I love you too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. She can't hear us, but we love you too. Oh my god, we love you so much. She's so precious, Mitsugi. All right, let's jump into some of Icy Rose's notes. Icy Rose has, as usual, a ton of comments here from the people just on social media and whatnot. Our community is engaged, my dude. So Tanya Marie Simmer Simmerer says, "My father and I have been watching the Adult Swim slash Tsunami Block since it since it's after school days, and he was shocked to learn that Dragon Ball is turning thirty this year." Me too, actually. He likes Shonen series and sci-fi giant robot series. My mom, some, my mom watches sometimes, and she likes the same genres. Both of them don't like the darker, more violent anime. Do you guys have uh, any particular ones that you want to pick out here and read? Uh, <clears throat> I can read. I can read the next one. Yeah. So this one comes from um, Vasundara, and she, she. I think. I think I recognize her. So um, they say, my, interp- my interpret mother has seen all the Toonami shows and beyond into my high school and undergrad days. She still knows all the names of the Cardcaptor Sakura characters, recognizes a handful of Pokemon and Naruto characters, and has watched countless episodes of Dragon Ball Z, Bleach, Fullmetal Alchemist, Fullmetal Panic, Escaflone, uh, Trigon, Escaflone, I say Escaflone, uh, Trigon and the popular shows of the time. I still call and tell her stories of cool new shows I watch. And in grad school, uh, and in grad school, described Snow White with the red hair for an hour on the phone across a twelve-hour time difference. Oh, dude, that's that's, that's, that's wonderful. Yeah. Joel Hyen wrote, "I managed to get my mom to watch Wolf Children with me on Mother's Day one year. She enjoyed it. Good. Wolf Children, or also Wolf and Child, or Wolf and Child, wolf, or Wolf and Child, Wolf, child. wolf and Child, Wolf yeah. Childs." <laughs> Kevin Sutherberg wrote that my parents came home from the grocery store once when my friends were chilling at my house and we were watching the last dogfight between Keith and Messer from Macross Delta. Oof. Dad Ooh. made a comment that it looked that it looked pretty cool, wondering if I can get my mom to watch JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <laughs> with me on account of all the 60s, yes. 70s, and 80s classic rock references. Yes. Hey, it's worth a shot. And I want to know what their impressions were. Cammy... <laughs> um, yeah, Cammy from a, a sister podcast, the Annie Chatbox says, "I love Kids on the Slope. My dad raised me on classic jazz from that time: Art Blakey, Miles Davis, Bill Evans, etc. And I felt a very personal attachment for that reason. When I bought the series, we watched it and we watched it dubbed together. It's a precious bonding moment that I hold close." He called me in one morning to say that Monin was playing at his work and he wanted to tell me that he thought of me and the show. Um, Kids in the Slope was, was a special case where my love of anime and a love of his jazz intersected. I'm so thankful for that show for that. Yeah, for sure, man. I love when I love when two things like that inter- can bring two you know two people even closer together just because they share the same thing. It's, Here's it's, a, that's Cammie, really, that's I really think sweet. told me that story a long time ago, and that's what made me watch it. <laughs> we were chatting about. It. She's like, "Oh, please watch Kids on the Slope." And uh, yeah, I we had a discussion about it. It yes, was really cute. I love that fucking anime, man. This is the last one. I'm gonna read. It's funny. I think it's funny. Uh, Eden Anarchy writes, "I've been watching anime for about 20 years. My mom tried watching Inuyasha with me." When the first movie came out on DVD, she said she would rather have a root canal than do that again. <laughs> At least she never fussed about my cosplays. <laughs> Is your mom my mom? Because that sounds like something oh my mom my would goodness. say. <laughs> it's so funny. All right. 
Well, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yeah, um, we, we love you. We certainly y'all. love all of you, and thank you for all, everything you do to, for all of us and facilitating our anime addictions. Everybody has a mother, and we all watch anime from a young age a lot of the time, so it takes a parent to help facilitate those sorts of activities. So thank you to all the parents out there. Um, intro trivia question. On Children's Day, people traditionally fly wind socks of what animal? When we come back, we have impressions, so don't go anywhere, and we'll be back after the news break. See you soon. Hey everybody, Mitsuki's back one more time, bringing you another round of anime news. Well, a pretty long trailer for the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog film did drop this past week, and there was a lot of bitching online about the design of Sonic. Tremendous amount of bitching, and the director, Jeff Fowler, who is directing the film at Paramount Pictures, has actually said that due to the insane amount of criticism that that had been happening online, that they are quote, going to change the design of the Sonic the Hedgehog character. So he says that Sega and Paramount Pictures are, quote, fully committed to making the character the best he can be. So I do agree that, that the design of Sonic was a little strange, seeing him with little white fingers and toes and stuff, a little odd. Uh, I think the thing is that he looks a little, maybe a little too human, I would say, in the trailer. Although I would say that the trailer looked amazingly bad, so... They, we could have had a real shit show of a film that would have been something really crazy, but they are going to be redoing the Sonic design, so it'll be interesting to see how much they alter him from the original uh, vision of the character. Next up, Takeshi Obata is going to be drawing a new one-shot Death Note manga. If you're a fan of Death Note, well, they are going to be having another one-shot coming out at some point. This is, of course, an adaptation of Tsugumi Oba and Takeshi Obata's Death Note, which, you know, everybody knows what Death Note is, pretty much. The story will be related to what Shinigami bring about when they descend to the Earth. So, if you're a fan of Death Note, you'll be able to get a little more content for your one of your favorite anime properties coming up sometime in the future, so look out for that. Next up, Kyoto Animation and their anime Hibike Euphonium is having their second of two films in the, in, the, in the Sound Euphonium franchise brought to U.S. theaters. The U.S. theater chain AMC is going to be bringing the film Hibike Euphonium Chikai no Finale or, or Oaths Finale to theaters via Fandango on July 11th. If you're a big fan of Hibike Euphonium or just like seeing anime films in theater, as has been an increasing trend over the past few years, I will say, you can grab a ticket and go see the film on July 11th if there is a theater in your area that is showing it. So you may want to check out that out and see if there's one in your particular geographic area. And, and while we're talking about movies, it looks like Ghibli Fest 2019 is going to be continuing. This, of course, has been an ongoing tradition for quite a while now that has been through Fathom Events and G-Kids. So it looks like this year, How's Moving Castle already finished playing back in April, but they're having Now She Got the Valley of the Wind in May, Whisper of the Heart in July, Kiki's Delivery Service in July as well, My Neighbor Totoro in August, Kari Gurashi no Arieti in September, Spirited Away in October, 
Princess Mononoke in November and The Tale of Princess Kaguya in December. So almost once a month, you'll be able to go see a Ghibli film in theaters if you grab tickets. And these are fairly widespread releases as well, so not too hard to get a uh, ticket to see something like that in your area. Again, this was Mitsugi, and this was your anime news break. Now, of course, time to get back to the podcast one more time. Shiaki. I need a new anime figure. You need one? Okay, no, I don't need one, but I really, really want one. Okay, well, what are you looking at? Well, I was thinking of getting a Nenroid because I don't have one of those yet, but then I was looking on JList.com and I saw that there are these really cool Figma Plus settings that you can position your Figma figures in, and now uh, I don't know. Oh, those are cool. I've never really looked at all the figures on JList.com before. Dude, check it out. They have everything from little $15 figures to works of PVC art that cost almost $600. $600? Jesus Louises. Now this I have to see. JList.com. Sort by newest, best sellers, most wish list, or price. But you have to do it on your computer right now because I still need to figure out what I'm doing with this order. Why don't you just get both? Both? Yes, both is good. I like the way you think. <laughs> Great. Well, then you have to help me pick out what figure I'm going to be getting off of JList.com. The Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast presents Kazuo vs. The Cat Bus. Who do you yeah. got for number one? I have the Cat Bus from My Neighbor Totoro. Shichi Kokoyama Hospital. Okay. That's where the cat bus goes. Yeah, but like, what, what are the cat bus's combat abilities? It has the most powerful oh, headlights in history on its eyeballs. It could blind you drastically with its eyeballs. That's the it can worst. Run, it can run on telephone telephone wires. You know how nimble that is? That agility. Right, such agility, such grace. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Does the cat bus not have about 10 legs? Does it have 10 legs? Yes, true. Do, do cats have claws? Yeah. How many claws does a cat have on every paw? Oh, I don't know. Like, it's five. Five? Okay. That is 50 razor-sharp <laughs> blades coming but at you. look at it. It it's has like no... a, It's like a bowling ball covered in butcher knives. I, I, it's coming at you. First... <laughs> yeah, that cat bus is terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch is coming at you. <laughs> it does look terrifying. It's literally <laughs> screaming all the time. It would take you to the Shichi Kokoyama Hospital after it beats your ass. <laughs> it's yeah, it beat would. your ass and take you to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. And now... Back to the podcast. Welcome back to the sweet sounds of Chopin's Raindrop Prelude. Welcome back. We'll be back. Yeah. Who wants to read the in-show trivia question? I can do it. Oh. All right, let's hear it. Snap. So... The question we asked you guys before the break was, on Children's Day, people traditionally fly windsocks of what animal? And the answer is carp. Three carp. A black one, a red one, and a blue one. The black carp, Nagui, at the top represents the father. The red carp, Higoi, represents the mother. The last carp represents the child, traditionally a son, with an additional carp added for each subsequent child with color and position denoting their relative age. Thank you for that, Enzo. Ooh, what a jam. And this one here is going out to all the children out there for Children's Day. 
Let's go. <laughs> Hidenobu Kagayama, Merciless Soldier, coming coming at you from Most Dangerous Geist on WPRF Anime mm. Radio. W A A A P. You know, family friendly show. Nobody Absolutely. knows. I, mean, I was thinking, like, how to show. If I was a parent, would I show my child this podcast? <laughs> uh, not if you're a good parent. <laughs> not if you're a good parent. All right. Well, speaking about how we are as a podcast, we got a heckin' five-star review to read. It's time for iTunes review. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one comes from how would you pronounce this? I my brain went to shallow. Zalo, it's, it's Zalo. Yeah, maybe uh, X A L O Zalo three six nine two says much synergy, such wow five stars. In detail, they write Triple A family. First and foremost, I want to say thank you, thank you for giving us anime fans who can't relate to anyone in our day to day lives about this fandom a place to immerse ourselves in. My corporate American job has been has me driving in. Uh, has been driving in the in the upwards of twenty hours a week, so I've had the great pleasure of listening to most of all most all of the AA content afforded to me. Would love to hear a recap episode soon, much like episode two fifty. Maybe incorporate some new pre-recorded audio content of Chiaki, Kimiko, and Cram, giving us a recap of where they are in life now. Hope to see another Japan trip planned soon, Kazo. If I'm ever in the area, hope to get hammered with you, my dude. If any of you are ever in Louisiana, please reach out. Stay golden. Benjamin. Oh, thank you. Thanks Benjamin. for listening, man. Thanks, Ben. Episode 250 is way back. <laughs> yeah, that's real far way back. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. All right. But hey, hey, man, of course, I if you want to leave support. a five star review, the go to iTunes and hit us up with a five star review. And we're already like way past 500 reviews, so I don't know what the next milestone blessed. is. Well, I guess it's 600. But yeah, we are blessed. I suppose it's blessed. 600. Yeah, we are blessed though. We are already blessed. All right, and now it's time for impressions. Today, time we're impressions. doing impressions. Impression time, <laughs> believe it. <laughs> that drop always was like, <laughs> it's so funny. Did that one get you? <laughs> Every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, so I'm going to I'm gonna kick it off here with a show called Gunjo no Magmel, otherwise known as, I, I don't, I, is it, the title didn't really jump out at me as being obvious, honestly, when I heard this, but, um, it is what it is, I guess. The a magmel of the blue sea, which, I mean, okay, Gunjo might mean blue sea. I have no idea, but um, it's that this is that show where a like an island pops up in the middle of the world, and it's like this new thing, and everybody wants to go explore it. Hmm. Done by Studio Piero Plus, which I guess is a branch off of Studio Piero. They've done Tokyo Ghoul Re. They did Beelzebub. They did um, uh, Fuki, Fukigen na Mononokian, the Mononokian show, and a couple other things. So uh, you would think that a, a show about an island that pops up in the middle of the world would be like this cool, happy thing. But this this island is like literally it just wants to kill you. Every everything on it, everything in it and on it wants to kill you, and everybody who seems to want to go to the island ends up being an asshole. So, yeah, I mean, so... <laughs> to send all your assholes to this island. I like it. There's this uh, <laughs> there's this dude named Inyol who is who's dressed in, like, very military-esque 
sorts of outfits and he he operates a like an odd job service with his a comp with his sort of helper whose name is zero it's this like blonde girl and they take on odd jobs that have to do with the island of magmel and somebody will come and they'll be like oh my gosh my uh, my brother's missing like that's episode one i need you to help me find my brother so they'll pay him to go to the island and find find a person or you know whatever it is that needs to be done he'll he'll go and do it but but only if it has to do with the island of magmel apparently mm. um in episode one just to give you an idea of when i have when i say that they're assholes in episode one this kid's brother who whom i can't remember his name he doesn't matter his his brother is like this he is a like a hunter so he's 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 of the group of people that goes to the island and collects resources or finds things or explores or whatever. And the brother takes like a group of friends with him because they're all qualified and they're going to go like blaze a path for their futures and they're going to go discover things and be rich and whatever. Well, on the island, there's like this fruit that the brother is trying to obtain. And the fruit only grows on top of human corpses. Yes, I said it. So okay. sounds okay. like a Jinji Ito thing. Yeah, it sounds a little bit, shit, yeah. yeah. So I think I, I it's actually a Jinji Ito story. <laughs> so what you find out is that the so the brother goes to Inyo and he's like, help me, help me find my brother. So Inyo gets in his helicopter and he take, goes to the island with the boy. And what you find out is that, and the boy's very ill, by the way. I mean, what you find out is that the brother took all took all his friends to the island so that he could kill them on the island. So that he could get the, fl- the 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 flower with the fruit or whatever to grow on top of his friend's pile of corpses, and then when you find the brother, he's still there. The fruit hasn't grown yet because not enough bodies have been accumulated. So he kills his younger brother, throws his body like into the mix, and then it's suddenly enough for like the fruit to grow, and which is just like they're just terrible people. And Inyo's like you know he's the brother is gonna fight him, so they're gonna fight. And the brother takes the fruit that has suddenly grown out of the out of the flower and eats it, and he becomes like this super powered up like buff guy, like he just powers up. And then the brother, what and then is e- happening? And, right and then Inyo and the and the bad brother fight in this jungle. But Inyo is this; he has this special ability where he's like a special type of psychic that can materialize. Largely anything he wants from, I guess, his imagination. So he can like make two imaginary like giant hands that could like smash you, or he can be, or he could like make two machine guns appear and fire them. So he he's pretty tough to beat, and is easily dispatches the brother. Um, and that's episode one. And um, hmm. it's a very weird show. There's um like other episodes where. The like a science lab is doing experiments on some of the animal life on the island, and some of the like a and they're doing experiments on the on like the on like the the babies, I guess. And so the parent, like the larger animals, come go and they attack the research facility to get their babies back. And then a lot of those animals get killed in trying to do that, which attracts like a giant T Rex, which is which is the king of Sector Eight or something. And the T-Rex is coming because he wants to eat the, the, the dead animals. And so this right. huge like battle happens where Inyo is being hired to help the science facility. 
and he has like a more like a moral dilemma because he knows his job is, would be to kill the giant T-Rex thing because he's trying to protect his clients, but he also doesn't really want to help them because they're bad people and they've been experimenting on animals. In the end, he kills the giant T-Rex uh, very easily uh-huh. and, you know, whatever. So this anime is, um, it's not good. I mean, it's very, it looks very poor. I mean, I, I kind of gathered that from the PV. The animation is really bad. I don't think I don't think very many people would actually enjoy watching this show. Uh, if you're especially not if you're driven towards aesthetics, the actual stories are very episodic. They they don't seem to connect episode to episode, and they seem to be a largely of the like variety of let's go to this island and help these assholes with something that they don't deserve. Um, yeah. So all in all, like I really didn't enjoy this anime much. Uh, it didn't kill me to watch it. But I would say that it's probably middle of the pack to maybe a little bit lower than the middle of the pack for the season. And so I'm going to play you a new fail drop that we have, and I uh, hope you enjoy it. You? Yeah. If I knew it was for you, I never would have given it to him in the first place. I would have taken a hatchet and smashed it to pieces. No soup for you. Come back. One year. There you go. No soup. No soup for you. One year. You come no back. No soup for you. Okay, that's from right. that's, that's Seinfeld, of course. Can I do Can I do Shumetsu next? You may do whatever you want. Shumetsu? All right, so yeah, I'll be talking about Shumetsu Toshi now. It's a sci-fi anime, which is a big reason as to why I wanted to watch the show um, when I first picked it. It has to do with... It has... You know, it's an anime that has some psychic power type stuff going on. Um, there is a part of this city that completely disappeared after certain experiments went down and something went wrong. Boom. Now that part of the city, now that part of the city is called lost and from, and then there's organizations that want to go back to lost to see if anything's still there. If anyone is still there um, to unravel any mysteries regarding what could be there still, uh, whether, you know, anything's alive or not. And what could it maybe in, in, and maybe if there's some type of effect, on 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 people if you go to lost right the story around that's like the backdrop of the current world the story revolves around yuki uh, which is uh i like her voice so much because she's voiced by kana hanazawa who does a lot of characters that i like um and yeah so yuki is one of the is a girl that was experimented on she has special powers they manifest very quickly in episode one and they and 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 I think in every episode, one, two, and three that I watched, she uses her powers in some type of way. Um, story revolves around her and the and the and the man that is escorting her back to Lost, which is named uh, Takuya. Uh, I rather like Takuya as a character. He is uh, he's a very typical like uh, like lone wolf type person. He is uh, he's contract only. Like he only carries out delivery missions. And he was ex detective uh, of the of the quote unquote the agency in the show. Um, he's a co- he's cool. Like he's you know for he's pretty much the on paper like on paper stereotypical like manly ex detective type dude. Um, very very like very chill, very composed, very few wordsy, but also has a heart. You can tell. And uh, I like him. I like him a lot, actually. And I and I and and Yuki, though she hasn't had any very pre- prevalent, you know, p- 
pieces of dialogue in these first three episodes. Um, I also kind of like her too. Um, she seems pretty determined to like find out what the hell's going on with everything. Um, but that's really about, unfortunately, where all the things I like about the show kind of. Actually, no, one more thing. Uh, um, I do, I do also enjoy. Um, and I want to be very distinct here. I, I enjoy the camera movement in the show. The appeal, like the visuals of the show, I do not enjoy. I don't get into that at all. But the the movement of the camera I found to be pretty interesting and very like they kept my eyes entertained enough to where had it not been had that not been there, I probably would have turned this off like mid episode two, honestly. But and here's why is because the premise is not really established super well in this in this anime. It kind of like. It almost feels like I'm not sure why that is. I think I think it's one. Of, I think they're trying to do that whole thing where like they throw you into the middle of what the fuck's going on, and they they're gonna probably give us like a crazy like like you know turn of events later on in the show that explain a lot of the stuff from the beginning. But like I don't got that time. I don't I don't have the patience for that because the pacing of the show is pretty pretty like. It's just not fun. It wasn't like these three episodes were not like fun to watch. They were like, it was very dialogue heavy, which is fine. I'm okay with that, but the dialogue seemed very like, like a lot of sci-fi words with no substance and a lot of like action dialogue with no substance, right? And then on top of that, the animation quality is just really, really subpar. Like it, it this doesn't even meet the standard of what we consider as like very like visual of like visually fine you know like like a lot like it feels like this show feels like cartoon network made an anime like 10 years ago like 10 years ago yeah like it it, it's it's like cg the cg is very cg so and that's you know that would be something i look past if the not cg stuff was good but like the not cg stuff if it is not CG, honestly, I can't, now I'm thinking about it, maybe it is all CG and maybe that explains everything, but it doesn't look CG, but it doesn't look really good either. So, um, it, and that was a big thing. Like it's a big, like you got to hit that standard mark for me, you know, like, is it okay to look at? Yes. Cool. All right. It's, it's, it may not be spectacular, but that's a check, right? Yeah. So this didn't, didn't get that check for me. Um, luckily, like I said before, the camera movement, for some reason I was like, I like the way this director saw this in his head. It's it moves well, but the artists, um, you know, bless their souls. I didn't. Not, the art's not really hitting me. The dialogue isn't really hitting me. The premise was kind of just like thrown at me without any real like. Uh, not not in a great way. Like uh, I always go back to Steinsgate. Like the Steinsgate premise is just thrown at you, but in a in a in as organic a way as it possibly could have been in those first five episodes. Um, this doesn't do that that well. So. Uh, and I, I, I apparently am not the only one that doesn't like the show. It has a five point five five on Mal right now, um, with only about <laughs> four, with only I think four episodes out, or three episodes Damn, out. That's not good. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I am I am bummed because I am I'm always waiting for a really good sci-fi. So I was hoping this one would do me a favor here, but it seems it will not be the case. I am failing Shumetsu Toshi. Fart in your general direction. Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberries. Okay. Wow. Good start. Wow. Good start. <laughs> Good, start. Good, start. Good start. Good start. All right, and we're on to Mandy. 
Alrighty, I just got one and it's very quick. Um, the, this one that I am doing an impression on is called Namu Amida Butsu Rendai Utena. It was my last pick and it, honestly, it was the one that I had to put on my list because we all won at the same shows. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it, it, <laughs> I, just, yeah, I much. wrote awful and I had to find something that wasn't already chosen. Much. And that was what, this is one of them. Um, and the reason why I didn't want to put this on my list in the first place is because I knew exactly what it was. Oh, and no. it is um, made by Asahi Production, which beer I company? mean, I was just thinking that. I'm sorry. The beer? No, that's the studio, oh, okay. which they haven't really done much, but it is from a game. It's um, from DMM, who also does Tokenambu, and it is based off just a straight up gotcha game about pretty boys. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> but um, the background story to it is that there are these 12 like heavenly deities. I think they're called Buddhas, and they... Um, I think they come down to Earth t- in order to destroy the, um, like, uh, the desires of people. Like, like th- when somebody has um, some kind of awful desire or feeling, it grows this, like, darkness on them. And okay. they are there to cleanse that. And uh, the main dude, um, or Buddha, I can't remember his name i'm trying to find it in um i think it's shaka shaka nyori shaka khan or nyorai i don't know <laughs> i, I actually Shaka-Kan. don't know shaka khan shaka khan jesus christ yeah shaka khan shaka khan um no it's shaka nyorai i uh, is trying to tell them that you can't destroy all of the um, ugly desires on humans because that's part of just being human. Mm. So they usually only take care of it when it gets so bad that they're going to hurt somebody else. Um, but they're these guys are trying to basically just figure that out. Uh, like, that you can't destroy badness in people. But, um, or like eradicate it. But... This show is very much like the Tokendambu one, where it's nothing but fluff for people who are fans of the game. If you have played this game and you love collecting the pretty boys and you just want to see them yeah. in extra stuff, that's what this is. It, it's That's all it is. There are... I mean, I think the third episode was getting towards a story, but I can't see it having much of a plot to it. It's all just comedy bits. And I mean, honestly, some parts did get me though. They gave me a chuckle. <laughs> there is, because uh, if people see them, um, they will like, I-, I guess, fall down and worship them because they're heavenly deities. So they have to have disguises when they go out. And one guy's <laughs> disguise like is like this massive buff wrestler. It was the funniest thing to me <laughs> <laughs> because everyone is staring like. <gasps> That's that wrestler. We should get an autograph with him. He just looks in a mirror or like in like the store window. It's just this massive buff dude. And that what gave me a laugh. Stuff like that. It's, it's so silly. And they're, you know, heavenly deities and figuring out what a microwave is. It's, 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 it's dumb. It's real dumb. <laughs> but if you really love like the pretty boy stuff and you like this game, go for it. But I'm failing it because there's nothing literally here to talk about. Hmm. 
you don't know, but there you go. Alright, we dumped it. Alright, back to me. I'm doing a show called Isekai Quartet. Show is mm. a lot better than I thought. I'm trying to decide what to do with this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It is. It is funny. Um, it's so funny enough, yeah. Isekai Quartet is an anime. It's one of those <clears throat> shows where they take the characters of different shows and mash them all together in like a chibi format. So it's got very short episodes. The episodes are like... Hearing that is so funny. The episodes are like eight minutes long, roughly. Um, it has the cat. It has characters from Konosuba, Overlord. It's got characters from Tanya the Evil in it and ReZero. So this anime... And, and it's it's funny because they're, it's clearly a satire on isekai shows. So, wait a second. I'm supposed to play a drop when we say that now, aren't I? Toto? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Because it's, 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 it's isekai-ception. So, if you've got all right, these... Of course. You've got all these isekai shows, and then they get isekai'd from their isekais and go into another isekai, where they're all, <laughs> where they're all forced to attend school together. At high school. Y'all, we heard you like isekai, so we put an isekai in your isekai for yeah. your isekai. In case you didn't have yeah. enough isekai in your isekai. Yeah, in case there wasn't enough isekai, we got you. We got you, fam. So um, this show is actually pretty funny. I mean, it, it's largely... Oh God, it's so tempting to pass it. Oh, man, but I already passed that other really etchy show. <laughs> I heard oh, that. <laughs> which is really... Which is funnier than this one. Um, so... This show is it have, lean, leans heavily on the quirks of its characters, so you've got like um, I can't remember all these all these characters' names, but you've got like so Momonga is the main character from Overlord. He's like the skeleton head dude. Yep. And then there's like there's his his underling, the girl with the horns, and I honestly can't remember her name. But like there's a lot of really. They lean heavily on the sort on the accent on the eccentricities of the characters in the show. So there's a scene where they're all doing class introductions, and Momonga gets up and he's very intense and he's like very, I am Momonga, the Overlord of blah blah blah, and he just goes off and does this like spiel, and the 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 girl with the horns who's like crazy in love with him in a very sexually loaded way is in the is in the decks next to him. And during his speech, she kind of slumps over and, like, dies, more or less, on top of her desk. And the teacher is this, like, clown-looking guy, and he's really funny. I'm sure he's from something, but I don't know what. And he's very... He talks very like what's from He's like very <laughs> it's like very yeah, he's got like this he's got like this really weird way of speaking. And he's he's asking he'll that ask really funny. He asks like the horn girl, what's wrong with you? And she says, Oh, Momon I was so moved by Momonga's speech that I had some that something was stirring deep in my loins. And he and his response is like, Oh, well that's very fascinating. You know, it's it's just it's very funny, you know the the Konosuba girl um, Aqua is always getting slapped around because she's dumb, and Tanya wants to kill her, and you know <laughs> Tanya the evil? No. Yeah, she's in the... it. Yeah, she's in what? it. I kind of want to watch this just for Kazuma. She is. Oh yeah, she's in it. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I didn't know that. I yeah, missed that it. completely. Yeah, she's one. Of, Tanya the evil is one of the four shows that's like being mashed together. So oh my god, it is funny. 
I um it's 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 a quick watch, you know, you're in and out of the episode real fast. But the issue is that just like nothing happens. Like I've watched uh I've watched three episodes of this and in three episodes virtually nothing has happened. And I don't really expect anything will happen. It's just going to be funny, like, goofy gags and stuff the whole time. And I truly think that that's fine. I think that it's really not a bad show. It's obvious that it's just trying to be a funny gag show where fans of a couple shows can go, oh, my favorite characters from this show and this show are coming together. How crazy. Not bad. Recommendable, probably, for sure, to fans of the animes that are being presented. If you don't, if you haven't watched any of these shows and know nothing about Konosuba or Tanya the Evil, then... You're not going to get a lot of the jokes because they're, 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 it's definitely reference heavy and you have to be sort of into those franchises. Now, since there's really nothing happening in these episodes, episodes despite being funny, I'm not going to pass the anime. I think that we have, even though this is a, a clearly a weak spring season, there are other, are other things we can be watching. Yeah, but um, sure. I really don't think it's bad. Like, I think that. Did you say, are they short? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like. Um, there's an opening and a closing, and I think even with those, it's like 11 minutes per episode. So it's the, oh, okay. The actual episodes are about... Wow, there's so like, many shorts this season. Yeah, the actual... So many shorts. The actual, Tons of them. And this is done by um, Studio... <laughs> Studio Puyu Kai, which is done... <laughs> Studio what? Studio Pu? Puyu Kai, <laughs> whom Studio has Poop. done... Uh, they seem to do a lot of these little like over a lot of these little like spin-off stories. Oh yeah, I see. So including lots of other chibi shows. So this is they've been doing mm. these for a while now, and yeah, it's just it's not bad. I think that it's it's meant for people. It's it's, it's like the Attack on Titan show where they did like the Attack on Titan high school, yeah. you know, and that was fine as well. It's just you know it's not really worth not really worth covering though. So failing it. Oh I oh I need to come up with a fail drop, don't I? I think I feel like we played a lot of fail drops today. Hmm. Um, which yeah, one should we play? Oh, the classic. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. This has to play every time. Yeah, that's my like, favorite. That's like yeah, the, that was the best by it, so much. It's very, it's very perfect. Yeah. All right, All right now I we can, have one more go. from Enzy Penzi. Yeah, so I'm like super stoked to talk about this anime. Um, this one is called Sarazan Sarazan Mai. It's on Crunchyroll. And it is Ikuhara's latest work. And um, the synopsis is strange, which I found annoying. But then I watched the show and I was like, you know what? It's even stranger than that in the best way possible. And I love it. Okay, so basically you follow around uh, three main boys. You follow uh, Kuji, Yasa, Kuji, Kuji, Kazuki, and Enta. Um, you follow them three and their lives are intertwined in a way because the show is very, it's very much emphasizing connections in like the first couple episodes and they probably will continue to, um, but, uh, you know, things happen and they break a statue and this statue, it was a statue of a Kepi and by breaking of, of a Kappa. Of a kappa, yeah, of a kappa. Sorry, kappa, kappa. yeah, of a kappa, turtle dudes. Uh, yeah, of a kappa, yeah, turtle looking so, guys. Yeah, so this, the destruction of this statue releases Kepi, which is the like the heir to the tr- heir to the throne of the kingdom of Kappa, of the Kappa kingdom actually. And you know they they mistakenly call him a frog, and that pisses off Kepi. And then Kepi, through what I was not expecting, this whole transformation sequence turns them into 
Kappas. Now, Mandy and Mitsuki, have you guys seen Sarazanma? No. I watch it as soon as it comes out. Okay, yeah, good. Because <laughs> as as do I. Okay, I haven't seen episode four yet, though. I'm I'm behind on that. But I watched I rewatched two and three today just because like I needed to refresh myself on everything that goes on in this fucking show. Okay. Um, the transformation sequence is. <laughs> That's a lot of butt shit. If you guys like butts, this anime is for you. Mandy, would you concur? Oh my god! <laughs> would you Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, okay. there's There's little butt stuff in there. A lot. Of, there's a lot of butt stuff going on. Um. So apparently, in this universe, in everyone's butt. <laughs> well, this was... is part of Yokai Legends. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Is it? Is it actually? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in cool, um, cool, cool. old uh, Kappa yokai lore, uh, people have Shiro um, Kodamis inside that of their thing. anus. It's like their soul. Yeah. And the uh, Kappas love to eat them. <laughs> so they would drag people down into lakes and pull them out and eat them. Right. So that is essentially what Kepi does to the three kids, right? Because they call him a frog. He's like, yo, shut the fuck up. I'm not a frog. So he eats their sh- Shikodama. Shirikodama. Uh, so he eats he launches his beak into their buttholes, sucks out <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> sucks out their Shirikodama Shiri with that thing, the the butt thing. And you know, then swallows them, whatever, spits them out of his butthole, and they come out as kappas themselves. So, <laughs> you know, you, you you know what you know what shitty means, right? Oshidi. No, what? Shitty. What is that? Oshidi means your means butt, literally. Oh, that's so funny. So okay. an Okodama would be like a would would be like a small spirit. So like you literally mm-hmm. means like like ass your butt spirit. spirit. Butt spirit. Okay, and then you know if they want to become. You know, human again. Um, and each three of the boys have their different things that they care about. You know, in order to, in order for them to keep going with the things that they care about, in order for them to become human, they have to help Kepi fight off Kappa zombies. And these Kappa zombies are very weird fucking monsters. The first monster is like this box demon. Um, the second monster is like this cat demon, and the third monster is this Kisu demon. It's like this fish thing. Um. And here's what really, here's what really, really like made me laugh my fucking ass off in like the most like fascinated way possible is that okay so they they you know they become kept they become kappas whatever they they go they get taken to the battlefield on a carriage by Kepi and then they get off the carriage and they start doing they get into a pose and then like. <laughs> They they pose up and then when I think they're about to go launch into an attack and then all of a sudden they start singing and the show becomes like a slight musical for like a hot second. Dude, that's pretty much a Nikuhara thing. They're all like that. <laughs> I just I was so entranced on how cute the coppers were that I just when they started singing I just lost my fucking shit and it's mad, it's fu- it's really funny it's a very it's the same song every time but they change up the lyrics and they change up what the two supporting singers are saying in the first one they say boxes and the second one they say neko for cat and then the third one they say kisu kisu I think uh but it's 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 
is fantastic. All the fight, the fight sequences, like they're really pretty. They're enjoyable to look at. They're nothing spectacular, like tactics wise or anything. They're just like, they're they're just fun. They're really fun. The entire aesthetic of the show is really fun. Um, it has a lot of uniqueness, a lot. It's a whole bunch of it. It's very nicely laid out, and yeah, the story right now is it. it there's definitely more. I'm I'm waiting for more like. Um, surface level plot to show up because right now there's not that much surface level plot showing up but there is a lot of like a lot of like subtle things you could like look you can take from what's been going on so far in relate in relation to like what three what these three boys want what their what their desires are um and then another and then so that's really that's like the main thing one more thing that i want to mention i'm sure mandy really loved too was the two cops um Mm. yeah the otters otters. (laughs) One of my favorite phrases to come out of this anime is utterly disappointed. <laughs> like utterly disappointed. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> but the funny cause the two cops also dance and they, they also sing songs too. It's this guy's it's dude, you're so a mess. funny. Dude. Is this your first Ikuhara show? <laughs> it's it's my I think it's my first one just like really taking it in like really like sitting down and being like okay I'm watching mm-hmm. all of it because like I I have experience with Utena but not like watching the entire series or anything like that so like oh, yeah it's good this is good if this is what, if this is what I've been missing by not watching full Ikohado series and goddamn because I'm I'm so in for this ride I'm passing the shit out of Saran Zanmai I'm so entertained by this. Yes. Now this is going to be a good story. Okay. Yeah, Davis, right? It has a lot of penguin drives vibes in it. Penguin drum vibes. All right. We have now passed half of the anime that we're going to be passing for the spring season. One Punch Man season two. Why are you here, Sensei? Sadazan Mai and Kimetsu no Yaiba, otherwise known as the Demon Slayer. So I think that's what it's called. So... We have we got ten more impressions to do. We got next week and the week after that, and then we'll be wrapped up with the impressions. So, without further ado, let's get to a segment uh, to a very neglected segment lately, and that's the mailbags. It's time for an almighty anime mailbag. Anime, anime, anime. Mailbag, bag, 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 bag. Okay, first mailbag is from Icy Rose. And um, I see Rose writes, Hi, AAA host. The user on the Discord once asked me if I knew what anime were failed during seasonal impressions that you thought were good, but they, but they just didn't make the cut in a strong season. And while I have a list of all the shows that were failed during the course of the podcast, I've never really marked any as hard or soft fail. Were there any shows you regret failing in the past? Mandy? Yes. Okay. I'm sad I had to fail JoJo. <laughs> Which JoJo? It made sense. Part five. Uh, uh, it made sense because we were never going to review that because it's still ongoing. Yeah. What but the fuck? I love JoJo and yeah. I love this part five. It's so good. Um, also, I kind of regret uh, failing Hiromaru Sumo. Um, I don't know. I I need to go back and watch it, but. Uh, I've heard a lot of people who really like that show, so I don't know if um, it got better than what I watched. So I do kind of regret that one. 
I mean, I don't really, I don't regret failing uh, this actually last episode, Senryu Girl, because I really don't think there's much there to discuss. But the fourth episode is really adorable and I'm still watching it. <laughs> I don't know. That's about it. For me, I regret failing Zombieland Saga. I feel like that was a, one of the one of the bigger, stronger shows of that season. And I just recall not wanting to watch an idol show, but it was probably worth it was probably worth uh, being considered more strongly. Um, we failed. March comes in like a lion season two, and I can't remember why. That blows my mind. <laughs> I can't remember Sorry. why exactly. Uh, oh, um, Icy Rose very very helpfully writes. You failed it because none of the other hosts had watched season one except for Chiaki, and I don't oh. think Chiaki was here at that time. So. Gotcha. That makes more sense. Well, that makes sense then. Yeah. Uh, who wants to read the next mailbag? I can, I can. do it. Okay. I. Uh, <laughs> this one is from I said no tomato. Uh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Fuck them. That's a no tomato. Uh, oh my God. To me, winter 2019 didn't have a huge slot of worthwhile anime to watch. So I thought Genlock, an American-style mecha anime, had a pretty good chance uh, to succeed this season. And even though it starred Michael B. Jordan, a killmonger, uh, David Tennant from Doctor Who, and Maisie Williams, Arya Stark, and Koichi Yamadera um, from Zenigata, who voices Zenigata, uh, it gained traction like bear tires on ice. So what exactly will it take for an American-style anime to succeed, or is the barrier to entry too high for that to happen? Yeah. Um, I said this one, I felt like why it failed is because it had hardly any advertising behind it at all. I didn't even know about it until some YouTube people were talking about it. But... I mean, I don't know. It might, I don't think, from what I have heard from people who did watch it, it has very positive reviews. So I wouldn't say it's a, I don't know what this, like, what their goal was, but I wouldn't say it was a massive failure. It may just not have a, as much buzz around it. But there are other American style anime out there that are doing well. I've heard a ton of buzz around the Dragon Prince on Netflix. So I don't know. I think it's pretty tough for these non-anime animes to get traction. And I think it's just because the anime community is very stuck in its ways. And we want to have certain kind of animation, certain types of themes, certain content, setting, etc. And so I think when, when people see a show that's like set in, I don't know, the United States or something... And it's, and it's got, it's in English and it has, you know, a different animation style. Like, I think the anime fans just kind of don't take it seriously. So Yeah, Captain Avatar also mentioned Castlevania was well received, you right? Yeah, I have people, all my friends that don't even love anime loved Castlevania. So yeah, it's, I don't know, it's, it's just so, it's just so many factors, like, I don't know. But the, thing, but the thing is, like, so the Netflix audience to me, for example, is in my head an older base. So I think, uh... And a property like Castlevania would ring, you know, would would attract their eyes just because because of because of the subject matter. But I feel like a lot of kids aren't on Netflix, and I think that's why, like for example, like Avatar: the Last Airbender was like a huge success, is because like that reached out to kids on TV. So kids grew up loving that, and then it's still beloved now, right? So yeah, I don't know. It's a whole bunch of like, it's a whole bunch of demographical things. I think who is left to read the last mailbag? Yo, me falta mi. Okay. Uh, did, I, did I just Spanish? I, I just yeah, Spanish, right? Whoa. Okay. Wow. Still in Peru mode. Okay. 
Anyway, this one comes in from Unicorn well, Scrolls. That it is. There it is indeed. Hello, AAA hosts. Currently, I'm a freshman in college, and a lot of my time is spent either studying or working at a coffee shop. That being said, the amount of time I have to dedicate to my anime addiction has significantly shortened. You all have mentioned before that due to the amount of anime produced, the actual quality of anime can suffer at times. So I have decided to take a break from the new upcoming anime to go back and watch the animes that started it all. What I want to know is, what older anime do you consider a must-watch for all anime fans? Thank for all anime fans. Thank you guys for being alive and for creating such an amazing environment for all anime fans. Can't wait for the next episode. I never thought I'd have someone tell me thank you for being alive. <laughs> Felt nice. <laughs> thank you for being alive, Enzo. <laughs> Thanks for being alive. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> so I think the older Ghibli stuff you should watch. It's almost it's most of it's good. Um, yeah, the older go Gun. Watch Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, older Gundam and Macross stuff kind of deserves respect. You know, it's laid the foundation for a lot of things. There's a lot of older sports shows. I'm I'm wrapping up Slam Dunk. You know, for example, there's lots of old Shonen stuff that's good. Slayers, Yu Yu Hakusho. You know, it's there's a lot of really great. I think the next thing I'm gonna watch is like I'm gonna go back and watch the the old um, Space Battleship Yamato. So that's awesome. After I do Slam Dunk, so yeah, there's a lot of old, old, really old, good stuff to watch. Mm. I I said I don't I don't feel like there's a lot of anime for me that I are classified as much must watches. In order to I be a fan, you must watch this. Agreed. But I would say if you want to participate in conversation with the anime community, uh I mean this one is kind of obvious, but Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, I feel like that is a must watch. Yeah, like <laughs> because you, it is yeah. so yeah, I mean, everyone talks about it. So if you want to engage in conversation, then yeah, I definitely think you should watch that one. Yeah. But um, I think last week, Mason had written down Tatami Galaxy. No, <laughs> so I feel like Mason. I have to toss about his, <laughs> his no, suggestion. No, Mason. <laughs> it's a must watch. It's, it's so good. Not, it's fantastic. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, I, I'm with Mandy, though, that... Um, Something that is considered a must-watch is so rare for me in anime because a lot of anime kind of, like, is only just doing what's already been done, but, you know, and sometimes better and sometimes worse. Um, I think FMA is one of the few ones I'm just like, yeah, like, actually, Fullmetal Alchemist, you have to watch that anime because, as you said, the fandom grew with that anime, exists because of that anime, and also is still talking about that damn thing, and we'll never not talk about it. It's it's it's, it's one of those. Um, I In that same vein, I do think that, like, maybe Bebop is a must-watch, just for, like, that size of life sci-fi cross that, you know, it, it had a huge impact here in the States, too. Um, I also think I'm not the biggest fan of NGE, but a lot of people consider NGE, you know, Neon Genesis Evangelion, to be a essential material to watch. I think... I think yeah, it did a lot, but I, I'm just not the biggest fan of that of the ending of that shit. So that's why I never say it. But yeah, I would say NG maybe is a must watch and, and Bebop too. Okay, that's we've covered we covered all the podcast content in just over two hours. It's not not bad. yeah. Wow, uh, we're only six minutes over two. Yeah, or seven or so. Wow. And wow. Um, next week, I think we're planning. We haven't <laughs> done a, we haven't done a drinking game episode in a while, so that's on the slate. So. We will Let's see. Go. We will see. We're gonna have to pick oh a, a good show. There's a lot of. <laughs> we have the etchy show from this season. The teacher show would be funny. A Ken would be funny. If you have any sorts of show that you think would be good, to, oh, 
Prison school. Yeah, let's watch prison school. Can we please watch prison school? What would be the rule that you would want to use? Uh, every, oh my, every time that one dude gets beat the fuck up by that blonde anyone, girl. Anytime anyone gets beat up. Yeah, anytime anyone gets beat up, we just drink. Okay. Oh, anytime someone gets peed on. So, oh, pr- yeah, so prison school too. is a consideration, but but I want to I want to I want to like leave the door open for people on the Discord to make suggestions. So under the end under the AAA podcast discussion section of the Discord, if you have an anime you think would be perfect to do a drinking game to, put the anime and then what the rule or rules would be for drinking, um, in the in the on the Discord. So, um, as always, you guys want to promote your social media one more time before we head out. Yeah. Go for uh, it. <laughs> yes, yeah. So you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, both the same handle at Enzo Badia, E N Z O B A D I A. Currently on my Instagram, you can participate in the giveaway I'm doing of a two hundred dollar Amazon gift card. If my follower count goes over a thousand, I'm adding fifty bucks more and making it a two fifty thing. All you gotta do is follow me and comment on that post. Your favorite anime, do it. I'm trying to make more friends. <laughs> um, I'm just on Twitter, A A underscore Mandy with an I, and you can come listen to me talk about manga and video games (laughs) alright guys we'll see you next week on the podcast thanks for tuning in I love you all go enjoy Game of Thrones be safe and um, until next time peace out peace out peace out